This episode of Watch Out for Fireballs is brought to you by our fine Patreon backers at patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv. Head on over there to see all the cool stuff you can get and to help us out. And uh, thank you to everyone who's listening who supported my Kickstarter. This level, <laughs> this level feels amazing. The the traps, the tricks, the the, the, the graphics. Oh man! Hey, wait, you're hearing me, right? Perception's uh, kind of weird. You can you can really feel the heat coming off of that river of smagma, man. You can you can even smell the river of smagma in <laughs> the entrance to the encrusted areola. Oh, the ivory ichor was a nice touch. What? No, no, I, I haven't talked to him yet. Uh, yeah, I will. Yeah, I'll talk to him today. Yeah, I know, I know we're, we're shooting for Q1. Yeah, uh, okay. Uh, Hail Satan. <sighs> hey, John? Yeah? No. Oh, yeah? What? Oh, what? I don't know. You're talking yeah, to me? No, no, you. Uh, 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 m- music John. Oh, hey, John, what's up? Uh, nothing, nothing. Uh, just, uh, just, just swinging by to see how things are going. Ah, uh, you know, pretty good. I'm a little bit tired after last night's D&D session. I can't believe my bard died again. It's the third one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, but it, it's okay, though, because I, I've checked this out. I've got this idea to roll up another one. This one's name is Percy LaSalle, and he has an enchanted dirt called the Maneater. And whenever he whips it out, I'm just going to sing that song. It's, so, so anyway, I, I know why you're here. I bet you're here to check out the songs I've been working on for the game. Well, check out this song I came up with to match with the Halls of Scab. Yeah, that's... And and here, here I came up with this for the blood of the first vein. I don't tell anybody, but it's a little bit inspired by... Hall and Oates. Hall and Oates, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's Sarah's smile. Dude, I I don't think this is working out, man. I, I have to let you go, all right? Is it true? Am I out of touch? When John and John look at me, do they think, I can't go for that? I'm a family man. When I got this job, I felt like it made my dreams come true. And now I have to go away? I can't go for that. I won't go for that. Uh, that that's fine, John. Uh, but remember, your kiss is on my list. It's on my list, John. Okay. Man, just just clean out your desk. Don't make this hard. Don't make this harder than it has to be. Fine. I'll show them. I'll show them all. They'll learn to watch out for Daryl Halls.
My name is Gary Butterfield. And my name is Cole Ross. You're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro games podcast. Yes, and this week we are talking about Doom 2, which is a first-person shooter developed by id Software and published by GT Interactive for the PC in 1994. Before um, we get started, Cole, um, I just <laughs> wanted to ask real quick, uh, is it metal? Uh, I, you know, I think it's going to take the next hour and 20 minutes to figure that out. Let's find out if it's metal. Okay. Um, this is this is a, a incredibly fast-paced and hectic first-person shooter, um, among the kind of first to establish the genre. Um, not the first first-person shooter, nope. but the first of this kind of new wave of them. Doom 1 specifically. We're covering yeah. Doom 2 because it's got a couple of advancements, but you can kind of talk about them in the same same breath they're about a year apart and they're very similar yeah like doom 2 is is really like a like like an expansion or a mod like it it rests on the same on the same technology and stuff but like this opening salvo what like that it did across wolfenstein 3d all the way up to all, all the way up to this really established the genre up to the point where like first person shooters were not a thing they were doom clones yeah yeah because i mean before this, I mean, the, the same studio had done Wolfenstein mm-hmm. and the like, but this is just so much better. <laughs> it's like how, um, like, I've, I've seen online where people compared the first Doom to, like, Super Mario Brothers 1 mm-hmm. and how it just like, you know, this is the genre. This feels good. Like, mm-hmm. and we always talk about Mario's jump arc and stuff. Yeah. And then uh, I was listening to the Super Mario Brothers Retronauts and they were talking about how there was, like, Pac-Man's Adventure or whatever, Pac-Land, which was a platformer like Super Mario Brothers that came before, mm-hmm. but felt like absolute shit. Yeah. And that's what Wolfenstein is like to Doom. Like, <laughs> Wolfenstein is garbage in retrospect. Doom feels so, so right. It is like the Super Mario Brothers of, of first-person shooters. Yeah. So, like, Wolfenstein was kind of the kind of proof of concept for how to trick a computer into doing 3D or making or looking like it was doing 3D. And this is kind of, like, not the perfection of it, but just kind of like, okay, now we're going to take going to take this and turn it into something that has the right triggers, I suppose. Yeah. Whereas Wolfenstein it, 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 is a little bit more a little bit more deliberate than this one. A is. lot of more advancements. And and there's there's a lot of actual kind of discussion as to what the first FPS is, just before mm-hmm. anybody writes in. Like, yeah. we're not saying Wolfenstein is the first, or we're certainly not saying Doom is the first, like, mm-hmm. like Catacombs and, and, yeah. and things like that. So we, oh, we know that they're... great. I like Catacomb yeah, a lot. There's a bunch of cool, like, old FPSs. And, like, I was thinking about when we did um, our arcade special when we played Battlezone. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a first-person shooter. Yeah, it is. a tank, but it is a first-person shooter. Like, they've been around. This is just the one that did it right. Mm-hmm. Um, so in Doom, the goal of each level uh, is to stay alive and get to the actual exit. There's a button. And the main obstacle is kind of navigating the space, um, keeping a mental map of things, finding keys, activating hidden switches, and finding secrets and resources <laughs> to keep you alive while battling uh, amazing monsters. Yes. Right? So so this is kind of like a nice little sequel to when we did Commander Keen a little bit earlier in the year, because this is still that id single player model of, you know, let's let's gate you by these keys and make that the uh, the, the, the way that you make progress. It just, but it, I like this more than I like that because yep. the getting to the keys is more fun. Mm-hmm. Like it is, uh, I feel like, and, and I'm going to gush a lot about this game during um, our talk, but like this was the first time I played Doom when I was younger, but I feel like this is the first time I engaged with it properly mm-hmm. and was like, I might take this on its own terms. And it works really, really well if you do that. Where mm-hmm. I was younger, I was, you know, I wanted it to be easier and I wasn't embracing the things about it that were kind of unique. Mm-hmm. I was kind of resisting them. Yeah. Um, so there's so so many levels, so many enemies 
to this mm-hmm. and so many weapons. Oh my gosh, uh, Gary, the weapons, the weapons. Uh, the, the super shotgun is just like the <laughs> yeah. best weapon in games. Like it is so like it it has a it's like up there with the boot and and like the the you know ice beam and, and metroid like it is one of the best it's so good yeah and that it's, was something they added with this game like it was previously just the single barrel shotgun that gave you a little bit of spread this yeah. is like it's like an elephant gun yeah yeah and it just it's it is everything so this is i'm getting to end content and podcast <laughs> content on accident but like one of the reasons why i love doom is everything scales mm-hmm. and one of the things that scales is the weapon so you get the shotgun and the super shotgun very early on they're useful throughout the entire game. Yeah. Like nothing ever gets obsoleted in Doom, mm-hmm. except for, say, like maybe the pistol. Yeah. You know, you get like everything. And that extends to so the weapons stay fun. The enemies mm-hmm. stay fun, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so like enemies like that you find in the very beginning of the game are still really fun to fight because they come <laughs> up with more challenging kind of configurations. Yeah. For them and it's just kind of like really satisfying and visceral to do so so you can be on the like 28th level of the game <laughs> using a weapon from the second level fighting enemies from the first level and it just scales really well like it yeah. still feels really really fun mm-hmm. even though it is harder and feel is actually a really important um kind of side of that because each of the different kinds of enemies have attacks that you have to kind of like manage in, in a different way and kind of the sights and sounds of it like mm-hmm. are it feels like they're trying to guide you into the right behavior for how to approach them whether they're hit scan or whether they're like it's it's so shrewdly put together and that yeah. feel even goes down to like the weapons every weapon feels satisfying in a different way it's it's it is such a tonic for like modern shooters where it's like okay you know after the pistol there's an uzi Mm -hmm. an assault rifle and a minigun which all essentially like do the same thing like these (laughs) weapons feel drastically different yeah um you know and they're all useful for for different situations without Mm -hmm. resorting to any kind of gimmickry like nothing's that complicated they all just shoot (laughs) but they have you know and it really comes down to that difference between something that being hit scan and, and projectile yeah and that is a big factor with enemies as well um you know and the enemies are just like amazing designs too like i just i love the <laughs> monsters of doom like yeah. a bunch of them are just knocked off directly from D and that's probably why i love them yeah. so pretty much yeah and you know they, they they took like bosses from the first doom and they made them regular enemies in this like yeah. it really it really is like it like an uh um escalation even down to like the individual levels, which, uh, you know, I dipped back into the original Doom a little bit just to get a sense of context. And boy, oh boy, like the verticality, Gary. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a big deal. And though they would do more of this stuff with Quake later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and and yeah. obviously like Quake, Quake is actually like, 3D. Like they had to do like a lot of trickery to give you. Yeah. To make this this seem yeah. like, it. like this, and this is be- still played on like a 2D plane. Like if you're shooting something and it's above you, you're still going to hit it. Yeah, exactly. It just does that Z Z axis for you, mm-hmm. um, which is super cool. Um, the levels are much bigger, as we mentioned, um, and they're more nonlinear than the original Doom, which is another way that I keep saying Doom scales, or <laughs> I keep think- kept thinking that, is that Doom rewards both speed and exploration. Mm-hmm. Um, so it gives you a par meter at the end of a level for how fast to complete it, and these are always very low. Yeah. It is like it is the first game that I can think of that had speed running like built in <laughs> to the to the makeup of it. Like yeah. the, the the developers wanted you to speed run this game, mm-hmm. you know, and, and this was before I knew it was a thing. Yeah. But if you slow down and explore, you're 
you're significantly rewarded. Like yeah. every level is full of secrets and kind of weapon power-ups, but usually those have adversity as well attached. So like mm -hmm. it is a viable strategy if you're doing well to make a beeline for the exit. <laughs> it's also a viable strategy to poke around in corners, see what the game has to show you and kind of gain gain and lose resources. <laughs> it feels like Isaac a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like it ends up uh, uh, without, but yeah, it's, it's similar in that respect. Mm -hmm. And again, it just, it, it works for both ways of play in a really mm -hmm. elegant way. Yeah. I was shocked because, you know, you walk around with this idea of doom in your head, especially when you haven't played it since, you know, decades ago, let's say mm -hmm. that. Um, and you're just kind of like, oh, this is gonna be, I, I was shocked at how deliberate I like I was going through it. Like just yeah. how, how slow some of it felt and how like, you know, just like puzzle based some of it is. Um, oh, and, yeah. and it does something that we, we laud Dark Souls for a lot in bingo card, right? Um, which is there's no such thing as a dead end here. Yeah, yeah. There's always a reason to explore a place. And and not only is the exploration slow paced, but the combat is slower paced than I remember or can be. Mm -hmm. Like there are there are encounters where I had to use cover. Yeah. And like the enemies have poise. <laughs> like you can you can switch it is a viable tactic to switch to a weak, fast shooting weapon mm -hmm. because it will stun lock certain enemies out of being able to attack you. Yeah. Like there's just this levels of granularity that like do people who are have played doom in the last 10 years are like you fucking idiots like we know this but to me being in the same spot you were where i haven't played it seriously you know in a very long time mm -hmm. i was just really delighted by like the kind of depth that's there like it's not a cover system you know mm -hmm. because that would be that would not work yeah. but you do have to poke around corners and kind of lure enemies into things yeah. um, which again wouldn't work if there were ai Mm -hmm. to the enemies which there isn't really <laughs> yeah I like mean, they just plop down and, and if, try to get you if can see you then shoot yeah yeah um and it's it's amazing how like that simple enemy behavior works both in kind of some of these arena based levels where they're just like we're gonna put you put you in a room with a bunch of enemies mm -hmm. and also these kind of like tighter more like corridor style things like the, <laughs> they figured out just how little they had to put into it to actually make the elements work together to make the play field different. Yeah. Yeah. And and when the enemies, um, even though they don't have an AI, it becomes about placement and kind yeah. of is seen, you know, your uh, geography you're, design. You're you're jockeying for position and like yeah. you're 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 like managing a herd of them that are coming after you. And this isn't even getting into like enemies will fight each other sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, which is what is super cool Easter egg. And one of the things that I noticed, again, this is a little bit haphazard before we actually get into the levels, mm -hmm. because spoiler, like, we're not going to have that much to say about this, each individual specific level. Right. So this is going to be a generality heavy uh, episode. But like, um, is that I feel like six modern successors that try to capture that mm -hmm. about Doom don't do great at it. Right. Like I played um, Serious Sam and like there's joy to be had in Serious Sam, but that mm -hmm. play is more like uh, like... A FPS version of Galaga yeah. or something like that. Like it's just the enemies are at the end of a big thing and they're running towards me. Great. You know, that is not what happens here because you have to deal with mixed varieties of projectile and hit stand hit scan types. Mm -hmm. And those kind of things just add a layer of complexity to it. Um, that and just constantly watching out behind you and things like that, because, you know, Doom is the uh, uh, the original kind of monster closet <laughs> game like that, that this troper finds that it's your example of the, <laughs> the monster closet trope, um, because as you're doing things, walls will open up with shit in them. Mm -hmm. um, but it just it is more like I feel like I haven't played a game that has done a good job um, of capturing it 
other than um, and we did a check it out comrade on this, but did you ever get around to checking out uh, in the kingdom? No, because it was um, it was very difficult to get a hold of around the time that episode came out. Okay, yeah, because it was like it's just kind of a demo like thing. It's not a full game. Um, I mean, it, you you pay for it, but he's like, this is gonna be there's gonna be more stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And then he might have just dropped off the face of the earth, the guy who made it, which yeah. is a bummer. Because in the kingdom is a really good job. Mm-hmm. It's like a more horror focused. Uh, version of doom but yeah. it does a good job of getting that feeling and your guys's thesis on on comrade was that this low fidelity really worked to uh to kind of like aid in the the, the transference of yeah. horror and dread right which which it kind of does in doom 2 as well mm-hmm. like doom 2 isn't terrifying but there it's, are parts that are kind of creepy and yeah and good in that way like i did jump a couple times and i did get creeped out <laughs> going down like dark hallways yeah they're pretty doom. good at setting up ambushes yeah um, with this and and when they do the transition, when you go into a level and all of a sudden the walls are made of like screaming stretched flesh or something like that, like that's yep. really good. Like that's really unnerving. You okay, know? I'm going to mark one here for metal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One in the metal column. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty scary in terms of like modern kind of recreations of this um, painkiller is actually one that I felt did a pretty good job. Mm. Yeah. I've, um, I've not played painkiller. I have it, but I have not, yeah. not tried it. It's uh, it's it, it, it's a, it's a little serious Sammy. Uh, he's one of my favorites. Uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, but uh, it kind of has more of a more of a focus on big enemies, okay. in a way. Um, yeah, interesting. So and, and uh, it's not as cartoony as Serious Sam is. Like it definitely leans into the is it metal? Yes, 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 it mm-hmm. is indeed. So um, I didn't get a chance to read as much of uh, Masters of Doom as I intended to. You know, time makes fools of us all. Uh, but what's kind of funny, like as we're, you know, talking about Doom, there's like two things. There's the game itself, which we're going to spend a lot of time talking about, but this was like a cultural force and kind of continues to be, I mean, I guess MOBAs are now the most popular genre or whatever, but like first person shooters, we, you know, from half-life to call of duty four, we've covered them all. And, yeah. you know, we've we've talked enough about how that is kind of the predominant thing. But like reading the chapters of Masters of Doom that are about kind of like when they broke big, it's weird how the story of Doom's creation and publishing and everything kind of is this weird version of what independent development used to look like mm-hmm. and, and what it kind of could have been. Yeah, I mean, independent development has a lot in common with the development of Doom now. Mm-hmm. Um, still, and and it's just a function of <laughs> like it wasn't fragmented at all. No, that... yeah, it's 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 like here's eight guys <laughs> making the game and like in a room. Like it's mm-hmm. not. It's just a it's just a function of like bloat. You know, mm-hmm. it's just and and one of the things that Doom shows you is that not only does that allow you to uh, make a like you make a smaller game, it is more modest in in power and everything, but it's so much richer in like personality. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, one of the things I've read a couple of different places and, and I you know really clicked for me on this playthrough is that like the thing about Doom is that you get a sense of who those dudes were mm-hmm. like playing the game. Like it is very easy to be very affectionate for these these metalheads <laughs> who just like made this thing. It was just like, oh, this is full of demons and we like Evil Dead and we like Dungeons and Dragons and we like Alien and we like, you know, slasher flicks and stuff. Yeah. Let's do it. You know, like it is just like it's such a distillation of the things that they like and things that were really big in the culture at the time. You know, mm-hmm. like you end up um, with uh, 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 in in Quake where like uh, Trent Reznor did the soundtrack, you <laughs> Trent, know, like it. 
And, and like he did that because he was a fan. Like Trent yeah. Reznor would play this in his tour bus. Like he would leave as one of the biggest, you know, industrial acts of the nineties, you know, leave all these, you know, dripping wet teens and then go back to his bus and play doom. Yeah. It's just, it is just, it is a cultural artifact. Mm-hmm. It's a cultural product. Yeah. You know, and that is really hard not to respond to. I think on some kind of like deep level mm-hmm. when you're playing it. Yeah. And, like, this also became kind of, like, the harbinger of, like, mod culture because it was a pretty controversial thing even within id when John Carmack, who, like, I learned two things about John Carmack from reading the parts of Masters of Doom that I did. Dude really needs to do something about his Diet Coke intake. Like, anytime he shows up, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a great literary device. It's like, and there was, and there was John Carmack drinking a can of Diet Coke. <laughs> um, but he was like hey you know what we we, we made kind of a, a mistake with the original doom because you can't actually do anything with the game without actually deleting the files so why don't we take the why don't we like abstract the content away from the engine like we have this engine it works great and then he just kind of like called everybody and was like hey check this out here's doom but it's got star wars stuff and yeah. then like that became the whole wad thing for where's all the data and even though people at id and every like anybody who had any kind of business sense said no you can't give them the keys to the kingdom because we might be competing with our own product and like no no this is actually a good thing and that was so the right idea because that scene is still alive today and like yeah. that's how shit stays relevant in a, in in a lot of ways it is a uh, like I'm I'm glad you brought that up because like two things one um, near the end I definitely want to spend a little bit of time talking about some wads because mm-hmm. I, I spent a little bit of time doing that and then also had a little experience when I was younger mm-hmm. and two how awesome is it that the end of the summer of come is ending with all this discussion about wads <laughs> like <laughs> yeah there's just wads everywhere like we just <laughs> can't escape it <laughs> that's pretty good it is technically still summer it's still summer when we're recording this yeah it's the end of the summer come is our wad discussion (laughs) pretty good yeah (laughs) see i thought you were going to say it's so weird how this game that was like about the about the spirit of creation and and uh and and these these providers giving the actual tools uh, over to people like this is a weird kind of parallel like mario maker but no you took it right into the right into the gutter (laughs) yeah well the the mario maker thing is is definitely true too yeah (laughs) also also a good (laughs) um but it, it is it was democratized, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and just way earlier than that. Like the Mario Maker, like we, I keep talking on the Slack channel, but there's all this meta conversation about like people being like being mad that people <laughs> Not everybody's aren't good at this. Good game designers with a, the game being out for a week, you know, <laughs> um, at this point, not even a week. We're recording yeah. this six days. Yeah. Um, but, but people are super mad that they're not better at it. Um, which is a fool. That's a fool attitude. Um, <laughs> but also like if you go on and play the top 10 doom wads from 2014, which I did, um, <laughs> those people have had, uh, you know, 20 years, Yep. um, you know, roughly of, of experience doing it and it shows and they're great. <laughs> like you could, this could be like a perpetual game for somebody. Yeah. You could just, I just play doom and I go on the community and I check out new projects that are coming out because mm-hmm. A bunch of them are very different and very cool. <laughs> and all like I, I was playing the ones that won like the the, the award, mm-hmm. but they were all good. Like I was like, <laughs> oh, this is fun. Like this is this is a good level, guys. <laughs> yeah. Like good job. Like there's just so much content to it. Mm-hmm. Um, that is just uh, it is such a good idea for them to to do that, <laughs> to make it give us the you know the 
open it up for everybody. Definitely. So smart. <laughs> Another funny detail that I that I had no idea about. So this was published by GT Interactive, which is the video game arm of a company called Good Times, which <laughs> <laughs> which okay. this the, the the like they got their start by actually like kind of creating the Latino music craze in the nineties. A little bit like they brought over like uh, Julio Iglesias and also Gloria Estefan. And then they thought these these kids, the kids that like these video games <laughs> and they were oh. trying and they were trying to uh, to convert. Uh, they, they went to it and said, hey, you know what? With shareware, like you guys are like rolling in money, like, you know, like are you, like at one point they were getting one hundred thousand dollars a day or something like that. Mm -hmm. And like you may sell one hundred thousand copies here, but what have I got you into Walmart? And like for for as hackery and everything as John Romero and you know john carmack were they really pushed to maintain their independence within that and they got the right kind of deal to where it's here but still the same people who brought us gloria estefan put doom 2 on walmart shelves that's pretty great in yeah. like the first retail release because previously it was uh doom 1 is done all through their shareware model mm -hmm. which wolfenstein and, and the commander king games were done mm -hmm. kind of interesting um a lot of people think that playing doom makes you want to kill people in real life yep. not a lot of people but some people <laughs> a, a lot of very influential people such as joe lieberman yes um and it is i mean we don't need to go on the record of saying like do we think that's good <laughs> or do we think that's true i think it's, it's fairly obvious that is, that's not is it a tired opinion <laughs> yeah ex exactly like it, we don't need to rail about that but it is interesting and it is interesting to see like this game that in retrospect when you play it like as much as it is can be legitimately scary and dark is pretty quaint yep um in a lot of ways um that people think that <laughs> this actually caused anybody to to go enact violence yeah um like they, you know the big thing with columbine we're like oh those kids play doom all the time it's like oh who the fuck does them playing doom it was like <laughs> yeah it's like the mid 90s like <laughs> they, they were they um, were teenagers around the time doom came out yeah or, you like, know, like like a, it's afterwards yeah, but still like after. we were i was playing doom and it's you know 20 years after it came out like <sighs> it is it is a timeless game joe lieberman Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but um they like they made like wads of their school and stuff too. Yeah, that's true. Which yeah. Yeah, like again we don't like we don't have to get back into that. That was a weird time because like everybody all the shootings yeah well no all all the shootings from 1999 <laughs> weird, through right? to today <laughs> remember when weird. there were shootings and remember how there how weren't we anymore yeah how we remember how that keeps happening yeah <laughs> like literally you know like many times a year yeah yeah anyway but uh but no it's uh it's one of those things did you have any uh any experiences where people were like we really need to like take special care of 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 of, of gary or, or cole because we we don't want them to i was called down to the guidance counselor's office a couple times i uh, no, i i had no guidance or parenting parenting oh, yeah. <laughs> so like i was able to do whatever i wanted mm, yeah um yeah just the uh hmm. yeah i was just playing custer's revenge and furiously jacking <laughs> More or less twenty four seven, and that's twenty four seven. Nobody got my way. <laughs> <laughs> nobody got my way. Beat, beat it, my doom wad. My doom um, wad. No, not the doom wad. <laughs> dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Doom two, uh, specifically since we're talking about that, was ported to a bunch of systems. Not nearly as many as Doom one was. Yeah. But uh, but still, like putting Doom on a thing is actually kind of like still uh, uh, in a weird way the the kind of just a tech demo of showing that this thing is a computer. 
I like that it's on this many systems because it meant that for the show, I didn't have to play it on my computer. I could play it on my Tapwave Zodiac <laughs> instead. <laughs> what the fuck is a Tapwave Zodiac? It's a, like a Palm OS, oh, like yeah? a Palm Pilot uh, game console thing. <laughs> I just found out about it by looking at Doom 2 stuff, and I kind of want one. Like, it looks kind of rad, and I bet you I could find a Tapwave Zodiac with all the games for fairly cheap. <laughs> um, I didn't actually play it the Tapwave Zodiac, but no. you can play it on your phone. You can play it on, you know, yeah. things like that. Have you played the uh, the, the Doom RPGs? I have. I was I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Uh, those are fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the Wolfenstein one and the Doom Doom RPGs yeah. are all pretty fun. Um, they're just like first-person, turn-based. Like, they have a little bit in common with roguelikes a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Um, like, just being on a grid and just the enemies do stuff when you do things. Mm-hmm. So it plays a little bit like that. But those are, I like those. Yeah. Nice little uh, short play games. Yep. Um, uh, Doom 2 also got a couple of expansion packs. Uh, Master Levels for Doom 2, which, again, is one of those white box black yeah. text kind of kind of titles for something um and then no rest for the living and i guess final doom is technically like an expansion too although that is uh the, uh, kind of a different thing more like a spin-off yeah which um the final doom i think includes the levels that were on another port yeah it's like the yeah and so the different ports of this game will have you know uh different different levels and everything like that like they they do they do an okay job of of keeping them exclusive Mm-hmm. Um, but it is the kind of game that is so easy to get just on your computer mm-hmm. through sales and stuff that like, you know, you don't need to go play the Nintendo 64 version. Like <laughs> you can, you can do that. Which I did. That was one of the main <laughs> ways that I played doom. Although I didn't recognize that that was its own, like it's a whole new game. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, there's a sequel for doom, mm-hmm. uh, doom two called doom three. Yeah. Which came out about a decade later. Um, I started playing it again mm-hmm. kind of for the show because I, I bounced off it when I was younger, but played a decent amount. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, when I was younger, I refused to mod it mm-hmm. and it was actually too scary for me. <laughs> um, the thing about doom three that's interesting is that it's slower. Like we, we talked about how fast doom is yeah. like the doom guy runs at like 57 miles per hour or something like that. <laughs> it's, it's great. Um, but doom three is way slower, but it doubles down on the horror in a way that I think is kind of effective. I like doom three a lot. Like it's yeah. a, it is a fantastic survival horror game. It gets a lot of flack. Like mm-hmm. nobody, like it, it, I feel like it has kind of a shitty reputation because it's not, Mm-hmm. doom 2 um but it is uh you know it's scary like mm-hmm. it, it's doing a good job of being a horror game so i'm enjoying it i'm like a couple hours in yeah the uh hours. the bfg edition is, is like a surprisingly good hd remake of that actually that's cool yeah does it is that a content remake or just a, a graphics remake graphics remake okay that, like that was the one that they they updated it for uh like just like newer versions of DirectX, and also that's the one they put out for like 360 and ps3 cool yeah yeah um let's see here also there was a doom movie did you watch the doom movie gary i didn't i haven't seen the doom movie but i did watch the fps scene on youtube today <laughs> um, i went there that was uh that was one of, one of my first dates with one of my high school girlfriends was oh, like, cool. well, let's go to the doom movie <laughs> oh cool take me to the doom movie <laughs> the uh how'd that work out for you that was fine it was yeah. like yeah. we went in expecting it to be dumb that's good. And, mean, to be char- that, uh... and to be charmed by The Rock, although he's the villain in that. Yeah, which is weird. It's a weird choice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I watched the FPS scene, and people that's the one scene that people like in it, is this five-minute sequence that's all in first person that's just shooting. Mm-hmm. But I was frustrated by it because it was super slow. Yeah. It looked like a haunted house. Like it, lo- it looked like a haunted house shooting gallery. Like something mm-hmm. just pops out, and he just shoots it. And But he's it's, it doesn't have that kind of like, you know, frenetic, like super fast ballet that Doom can have. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, it, it was super slow and like it's it's kind of a shitty gimmick, 
you know, it's, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't, I don't know what to compare it to, but it's like, okay, we're going to call it this and then just throw in this, this nominal thing, even though it's kind of about something going wrong on a space station and it's kind of about demons, but actually it's about genetic mutations that may be the mark of the beast or something like that. And then, oh, I guess there's going to be a plasma rifle and maybe let's put in a – it's just real lip service actually. Yeah. Like, that's, I mean, that's a lot of video game movies. Yeah. But like it, it, it's, it's a video game movie in the sense that it was probably a script for another movie that mm. was that was skinned over with Doom stuff. Yeah. It's a bummer. Yeah. Um, because the uh, – you know, you could make – a good movie out of doom but you just have to you know it wouldn't be profitable it would just be a big dumb action like i would love to see like a fury road take on it like it's just like like that kind of like nope we don't need to rust like it is just you know run forward crazy shit happens and you shoot it yeah um oh my gosh i also i didn't put uh, i didn't put this in there but the uh the doom novels went off the rails oh I, i've never read those but i've read about them Yes, so. I've read I've read about them as well. And just like when it went into like, I think it was like the the author's weird like views on Kabbalah yeah. and stuff like <laughs> he he ran out of games to cover. And so it just really turned inward. Like I, I was kicking myself today because I was like, I, I really like the sketch we came up with. But I was like, if I had just ordered a copy of that book and mm. if we if we just took a took a section and did like a like like a reading of it. Oh, that would have been good. Yeah. <laughs> Just completely out of context, but you know, watch out for Hollow Notes is pretty good. Too. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, uh, yeah. Oh, and and real quick before we get out of setup, in <laughs> Doom Three, a bunch of times you go into a dark room and Satan laughs at you. Yeah, like there's a lot of times. Where it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. it's like a very serious game until that happens. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> What are you doing? Oh man, yeah. which so. is which is kind of that sucks because usually Satan laughs with me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Get behind me, Satan. <laughs> yeah. So let's uh, tell me a little bit about the plot, Cole. <laughs> well, the plot as it is and i'm dropping plenty of markers for you to uh to put some music in gary oh real quick um music wise i'm going to sneak in and put some music from doom one okay in the episode i no one will fault me it's not like we're gonna do doom one mm-hmm. at this point since we've done doom two and i like the music from both games a whole lot so yeah. um we, we didn't even talk about that in generalities we probably should right like the yeah. whole thing that those are all just yeah we, we, versions we, of pantera songs <laughs> yep we should probably rip rip rewind we haven't gone into the plot but yeah, we don't have to like uh, do, do that. But uh, but yeah, the music is the music is music is great. However, it's not as like, again, you walk around with this idea of what Doom's going to be in your head. Mm-hmm. And then like a good 30 percent of the tracks are just these blues shuffle boogies. There are a surprising number of shuffle boogies. <laughs> um, that is true. Um, but the the ones that aren't even some of the blues shuffle boogies, there are like comparisons on YouTube of people who have put, put the original like what they're based on because a lot of them are are loving homages mm-hmm. um and they're still metal songs it's just it's not a, a shuffle boogie it's you know a guitar rock song from pantera mm-hmm. it's just they replaced it with that specific midi voice <laughs> that makes it sound like a, a shuffle boogie yeah um but a lot of them are are knockoffs um which again like one it just it's cute like again it <laughs> adds to the quaint nature and like how much i like that these guys uh are just making a thing that they really love. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is that they're actually really good songs. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like early on in Watch Our Fireballs, I complained about PC music and totally forgot about this weird, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, the MIDI section of uh, it's not MIDI, but yeah. um, somebody's going crazy. But the, the um, <laughs> what this is like this this mid '90s PC music thing, and like this and Rise of the Triad and stuff mm-hmm. um, actually has really awesome music. Yeah. So if you want to um, hum your own doom song, just go. That is a bunch of them. Yeah. It sounds like I'm being like dismissive. It works really good, especially even in the goofy parts because uh, because of that tonal dissonance. Yeah. And, you sh- and the other thing, too, that this is another this is like a dumb generality. It doesn't fit anywhere else. Mm-hmm. When you play Doom, which you should play Doom if you're listening to this and you haven't played Doom in a long time, mm-hmm. play it loud. Yep. Like because having the weapons and the screams and stuff be really loud uh, adds to things quite a bit, I think. Yeah. Like, I really like having that music blasting me in the face <laughs> while doing cool Doom shit. Um, now let's talk about the plot. Now let's talk about the plot. So this game takes place um, immediately after the original Doom, where you had kind of uh, ventured into hell after you kind of breached into it from your Mars colony mining thing or whatever, um, and uh, defeated the demons there. But when you come back, uh, it's kind of a Half-Life 2 situation. You going in there led them into our realm, and they have taken over Earth and killed billions of people so you return to earth to try and help uh uh take care of this um and mankind has decided we need to evacuate but there is kind of this uh flame sphere holding everything in uh uh, in place maybe the biggest fireball we've had to watch out for in the show that that is possibly true it's on a planetary Um, scale so (laughs) the um yeah and yeah and you it's just up to you to, to defeat the demons and help everybody out yeah. Like the the story is, uh, you know, Doom not having a story is always kind of a joke thing, too. It does have this little wall of paragraph text like every, mm-hmm. you know, uh, every 10 levels. And it is charming and, and metal as hell <laughs> without being, you know, particularly compelling or anything. It's 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 very like like DM prose a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Which Again, I, like it sounds like I'm being reductive. I have a lot of affection for that aesthetic. Yeah. D- DM like Dungeon Master Ing is like every part of this. Mm-hmm. And it's actually the original Doom. It That was supposed to be like a fantasy game with dialogue and shit. Mm-hmm. Like that was meant to be based on a, on a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Yeah. And they're like, no, it's much more fun to just be, you know, <laughs> to just be metal. Yeah. This bonkers metal shooter game. Yeah. Is oh, way better. It wasn't Quake the name of one of their D&D characters who had like gone through a so. bunch of campaigns. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. Hmm. So anywho, um, <laughs> we're going to go through the 30 stages. There are going to be stages that we have little to talk about. <laughs> pretty much. Because they do all have like a concept behind them. Mm-hmm. Again, when I was younger, like, or my, my walking con- perception of Doom was just like, oh, sometimes they're just mazes. They're not really just mazes. <laughs> no. like, they usually will have an idea to them, um, but they're just hard to express and resist our treatment. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, also, I haven't gone back through and changed the vague descriptions of enemies when they first pop up. So sometimes mm. we may have to translate fireball throwing demon to imp or yes. spider guide to arachnotron. So arachnotron. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. uh, <laughs> like I love it. So I've, um, I've, I've got a sheet up so I can translate from coal scrawling hastily. So we begin with an entryway, which is a really cool little tutorial level. And they kind of just uh, they, they they play into this in a in a real way. Like this is the entrance to this space station, right? Yeah. And it's funny because the first thing you're presented with is this kind of marine looking guy uh, facing away from you. 
Yeah, there are a couple of like little set PC things like that where like enemies don't uh, even activate until you do something, mm-hmm. and this is one of them. Um, you know, so you can go forward and fight the Marines, you know, with your pistol. We'll talk about each weapon individually mm-hmm. as they pop up. But this is the first when we were talking about that Dark Souls thing of like there are no dead ends. Mm-hmm. Whenever you get somewhere, there's something there. Is that you can turn around right in the beginning <laughs> of this level and go get the uh, the chainsaw. Yeah, here, which is you know. A chainsaw. It's way better than your fist. But, um, it, like, it's also inconvenient when, when you accidentally pick one up in the middle of a big fight. The, a chainsaw in the middle of a big fight? Yeah. I, I've never had that happen. I, I got this chainsaw and then don't remember seeing another chainsaw. They don't pop up again until later. I mean, like, okay. maybe, uh, always take take it as read that if we're if, if we miss a secret, we just missed a secret. Yeah, yeah. I did not. I didn't 100% this game or anything. No, like neither that. did I. Like, I didn't, I didn't speed run it, but I... You know, there were lots of secrets I didn't get. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, this is, this is, uh, you know, one of the, the secrets and the, the fact that just like, Hey, what's behind you is such a dark souls thing. And I, I, you know, Hey, I got to the bottom of the stairs. What's under the stairs? Like that, that's a real, real thing I really love and, and yeah. kind of sets the pace. The uh, chainsaw ends up being good for a couple of different monsters through the game, but never, it's just an upgrade to your fist if you're out of ammo. Right. And, uh, if you're playing it, um, a real quick word about kind of save scumming. Mm -hmm. Um, The game doesn't have checkpoints or anything. And you could not, you know, you're not expected to uh, play this all in one sitting. That's crazy. And uh, if you are playing on a modern version, it will do an autosave at the beginning of every level. Mm -hmm. Um, I was saving much more frequently than that. Yeah. um, Because it felt a little bit like iterative gameplay, like Hotline Miami or Max Payne to me. And that was how I enjoyed myself with it. So there are probably, and I played it on the default difficulty. There are probably people out there like, you know, uh, hurt me more or bust or whatever the, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the the nightmare mode or bust but for me like that was a i had a lot of fun with it and was still challenging yeah, yeah it was so. pretty pretty balanced at that yeah. uh at, at, at that stage um i actually i i wasn't so i took your advice to save whenever i would have felt like reloading mm-hmm. um but i ended up kind of feeling okay starting a level from the beginning just because those pars actually are relatively reasonable once you well you know once you kind of know where you're gonna go and half the battle for me like go, go and listen to the checks quest episode of uh abject suffering half the battle for me in in these games is just navigating yeah i I could see that i when the when you started playing doom and i was almost done with it and mm-hmm. gave you that advice i was near the end levels where mm-hmm. i don't want to start them over from the beginning mm-hmm. um i think early on like makes tons of sense just start over from the beginning mm-hmm. um but like when you get to the like last third or so um some of these levels get huge and complicated and end up being kind of real nightmares yeah to uh to just navigate again and again but this level is very short um and you're mostly just fighting some uh some uh zombie mans and mm-hmm. uh, i know the shit even the shotgun guys don't show up until later uh yeah. and uh you've got your pistol so the pistol is useful because it's hit scan um, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have any spread to it, so you can do a little bit of sniping. However, it's only really useful against other hitscan kind of enemies um, and stuff that can't really close the distance uh, between you. Uh, that is kind of the only weapon, that that and the chainsaw, where it's like, nope, I'm not going to use that because the challenges quickly outpace it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the other enemy you fight here are the imps, which are the mm-hmm. fireball-throwing demons, um, who, who throw projectile weapons at you, mm-hmm. which... Um, you know, just again, another bingo card thing like this game has a fairly wide defensive vocabulary. Like <laughs> you can dodge a lot of shots yeah. from enemies like most enemies shoot, shoot missiles of some kind. Yeah, there are only three hit scan enemies in the game mm-hmm. and then one kind of weird special case. So like you can dodge almost every shot and that's great. 
Yeah. Like that is, and it's teaching you that like the arena mm-hmm. where you first run into the imps uh, near the end of the level, they are, the first one is behind a, a like a grate at the other end of this. A great what? Um, a great door. Okay. And uh, it's, it is such a good door um, behind this grate. So you have to close the distance um, before you can fight him and doing so you have to dodge him, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, a, that's really cool. Yeah. And so it's it's one of those things where it's kind of teaching you just just be aware because like if you have eyes on stuff that's coming toward you there is time to react. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the really all you have to do like if, if you're seeing imps, you're pretty close to the end, and you go up and you pull the lever, and that opens the door, and you're you're good to go. Um, I Even like. If you head outside, that's another secret that I did get because there are oh, early yeah? levels of this game are the ones that yeah. If you go to the right, um, then you can actually go outside the building and get a shotgun hmm. in this level. Which is which is useful. Yeah. Um, huh. and, and and you also um, it's another kind of like it's an outdoors area like this. This is one of the for a little we're going to be inside for a long time. <laughs> um, it feels like. Um, and this is inside. We're going to have indoor or outdoor for mm-hmm. a while is a better way to put it. This is a mix level, even though it yeah. doesn't seem like it at first. Yeah. Hmm, I had no idea. Like I saw that little elevator, but I didn't uh, did not take it. Mm hmm. Yeah, I like how they vary up the uh, the the kind of like the thing you activate at the end of the level. Oh to, yeah, to where it's not always just a switch. Yeah, you, you have to hit this button, and then they eventually become skulls and <laughs> yeah. and things like that. And then free falls. Yeah, yeah, which which I which I dig it. <laughs> um, next up is the underhalls, which is the first kind of a little bit maze like enemy. It's introducing the the key cards. Yeah. Um. So this is um, you you have a hit down here is the the sewers and prisons like. So much of what this is actually supposed to represent is <laughs> it just in the name and your imagination. Yeah. Um, especially later when we actually get to Earth. Um, <laughs> yeesh. Uh, <laughs> but the uh, essentially, like, what you're doing is you're making kind of concentric circles in this. Or you're making, like, a circle. Like, you go uh, around the circle, you get the key card, you go back to the beginning, mm-hmm. get another key card, go back through the circle. Yeah. Um, is the, the kind of maze, you know, maze section here. Yeah. And so that is the structure that most of the game is going to take. This is something where I can't hold my incompetence at this kind of game against the game itself. Mm -hmm. But like something I really ran into coming out of like a modern sensibility where maybe there's a little bit more handholding or whatever, but getting the key was not too much of a problem because you can look at you can look at your map and see which uh you know like if you encountered a door and you can kind of like trace your steps back to it however this also kind of introduces switches which will um you just hit this and then maybe that opens a door somewhere on the other side of the level yeah you had you had to just kind of make a a mental note Mm -hmm. of where to backtrack usually the levels are well enough designed that you will see it if you just start going back the way you came. Mm-hmm. You'll see what's different. Um, yeah. Specifically, some levels later that are bigger and, and I guess, more ambitious and by Sandy Peterson. Um, <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. Um, and they're worse about that. Yeah. But these early levels, it's like if you if you just hear a switch, you don't know what happened. You can just kind of back up yeah. and you'll usually see what it is. Um, you have to really keep like the map in this game is not too bad, but you really have to keep you have to pay attention yeah you know and it's hard sometimes to do that with any kind of modern sensibility because uh your eyes will bounce off these textures you know like they're meant to be low fidelity enough to just kind of suggest things without having concrete details so like Mm -hmm. landmarks are sometimes hard (laughs) to keep track of and like it took me a bunch of levels to where before i could do it well yeah where i was like okay i'm thinking about geometry rather than you know 
colors and shapes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm just thinking about the shape of the floor and hallway. And those are the things that are going to be familiar to me. And I just, I just have trouble sometimes like remembering how spaces fit together. And so when I flip a switch, it's like, all right, well, I guess I've got to go walk through the whole fucking level again and hope that I notice something's different. And this game doesn't make it that easy to do. Like it took me a while to adjust to. Yeah. So don't, don't feel too bad. (laughs) Um, this also introduces the fact how uh, Doom handles jumping, mm-hmm. um, which is it doesn't. Um, <laughs> oh, and this is also the first level, I think, that has a – it could happen in the last level, but the one that has Z at, like, enemies that are a higher plane yeah. than you. Um, so we mentioned it just takes care of the Z axis for you. Mm-hmm. You just shoot forward, and he'll automatically aim up. Um, jumping, you can't jump, but you can kind of – if you run fast enough, you will skip gaps. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's like Mario. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly like Mario. Again, like – down to that Mario maker. Um, and you need to do that, you know, definitely for secrets in kind of the first part of the game and then to advance mm-hmm. in the later parts of the game. Yeah. Um, something I love about the way this handles the Z axis is just how that is all an illusion. And yeah. you, you, you can never like in this game, you can never walk under something that you would previously have walked over. Right. Like yeah. everything has to kind of like map to a con- like what you can walk to needs to map to a contiguous kind of like X plane. Right. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't be until something like Duke Nukem 3D where they actually did have ways to do that. And if you look at like maps of how they handled that to where you're like walking over the same the same X, but being on a different Z mm-hmm. um, uh, what was handled like that's some like crazy trickery. It's really impressive. Yeah. You know, so it is. Uh, and, and so much of that is like it, I don't want to. One of the things that I got, I I didn't get as far as I wanted in Masters of Doom either, Mm -hmm. even though it's a really cool book. Like, I like it. I just, you know, time Um, is I love that stuff that, like, comes from uh, John Carmack. Yeah. Because you have John Romero, who's like the rock and roll diet. Diet Pepsi guy. And <laughs> no, then no, Diet Coke guy. <laughs> yeah, no, John Carmack was uh, was Diet Coke guy. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, we got John, John Romero, who's the guy who shows up to events in sports cars with a model on each arm. <laughs> yeah, John Carmack, who is just like a, a, a weirdo nerd. Genius. Like, he's a genius, but he's like a nerd, too. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not, like, he just, he looks like a nerd, and he comes off like a nerd. Mm-hmm. You know, but he's a, he is, like, super interested in, like, graphics compression and these, like, Things I don't know anything about. Like mm-hmm. he's moved in and is doing non-game apps mm-hmm. that are really technically impressive. Like he is he is a certified genius. Mm-hmm. You know, so like that's part of the reason why these games are so well thought of, because they just did a lot of things literally before they could be done mm-hmm. through that kind of trickery, just because dude is like super, super smart. Yeah. Um, this is one of those things. Um, you're introduced to a new enemy here, which yeah. are the bull uh, bull demons. Mm-hmm. I think they're called, aka uh pinkies. <laughs> <laughs> what they're called sometimes and these are the melee yeah uh melee monsters and they just kind of rush you and generally um layout wise you get a lot of them yeah and they'll always there. uh they'll always bottleneck you too yeah yeah or, yeah, they, so, or they kind of act like uh linebackers in the arenas a little bit yeah yeah um <laughs> yeah. this is another design i've always liked yeah these guys <laughs> yeah i just like how they're like they're <laughs> like their their hands don't drag like gorillas their chins do yeah, they wa- and they walk with purpose. Like yeah. they walk towards you, and they look like they've got something to say. Like they they walk like old men. Have you ever had like an old guy like just decide he wants to start walking towards you? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people people who have had a who have had an old person. I'm not trying to be ageist. Who have had an old person walk towards you? Like they walk yeah. like that. Yeah, it is. They're just like the they're pinkies. <laughs> pinkies now. Yeah. Um, um, another enemy. Like the, it's funny because you can tell this guy was locked up in a brig. 
but the hmm. uh, the shotgun sergeant, um, yeah. who you have to unlock with the red key, and he's you know he's shooting at you from behind the bars. I love that little bit of storytelling. Yeah, exactly. Like maybe he was human at some point when all mm-hmm. the rest of the uh, the Marines turned into to zombies, and they locked him up, and then he turned later, <laughs> you know, or something like that. Like. Or, or, you know, vice versa. He turned and his subordinates locked him up, not mm-hmm. wanting to kill a superior officer. Mm-hmm. And then they all turned. Yeah. As well. <laughs> there's there's so precious little, like, environmental storytelling in this game. But when it happens, it's pretty neat. Definitely. Um, it, it's extremely rare. <laughs> um, you're also introduced to exploding barrels here, which is, that's, you know, so the trope quantifier for um, <laughs> exploding barrels. I like that. Uh, nerd voice is Arthur, Arthur Geese. Yeah, he's just like I'm Arthur Geese. Listen to Rebel FM. Um, Yeah, so yeah, this is the uh, the first time these things show up, and they're just exploding barrels, which we all know about because of motherfucking Doom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So this is kind of like the Ur level, I think. Yeah. For 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 it, like entryway was like just like a little bit of like okay, here's here's a pistol and everything, but this tells you like what the rhythm and you know like like I always say the size and shape of a Doom level is. Yeah. A lot of the time, for sure. There's some variation, but like mm-hmm. that's definitely true. Um, onto the gauntlet, which is uh, has a kind of a rustier color palette mm-hmm. to it, and you're introduced to some more new enemies. Yeah. Um, the uh, the chain gun uh, <laughs> guys, they're called commandos. They're um, they're they're the he- heavy weapon dude. Yeah, or heavy weapon dude. <laughs> These guys ended up killing me more than any other creature, more or less. They're hit scan and they're just fucking brutal. Yeah, they just they just drain your health, so they end up becoming an environmental hazard more than an enemy, right? Because yeah, they, like they move you just incredibly can't slowly. In, it's like they're giving you frenzy. <laughs> like you just can't be seen by them, or you start dying. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so you just have to get the drop on them. And later on, they add more of these things to traps, which is why I did not feel bad. Mm-hmm. Saves coming because it's like if I'm gonna hit a switch, and you're gonna put three heavy weapon guys just in a chamber behind me, <laughs> shoot me like I'm just not gonna last through that. Yeah, like that's just a tax for progression. Exactly, it's just a trial and error kind of thing. Yeah. So that kind of bummed me out. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you get to take their chain gun, yeah, um, which makes the pistol superfluous and will stagger enemies. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love the chain gun. Like I don't, yeah. I don't care if it takes longer to kill some stuff with it. I will I will use it just because of that uh, kind of like it's almost like a, what is it, like scrape damage or something like that. Oh, uh, like chip damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a fighting game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I I almost never unequipped the super shotgun, mm-hmm. but the chain gun was my secondary weapon if I ran low on ammo. Yeah, it's just it's super fun to just like circle strafe a room with it. Yeah, yeah, and just mow, mow motherfuckers down. <laughs> Um, yeah. And the set piece of this is this uh, little chamber in the middle, like a long corridor with a sunken circular room. Um, and some kind of neat secrets around here, too. Like there are little like um, areas off to the side that are little pits mm-hmm. that it looks like, oh, like maybe I could get into that. And like you can if you run and jump and, and you know, not jump, but run off at the right angle, you can get in there. Mm-hmm. And I think you get the... Um, God, what weapon do you get? It's not the rocket launcher because you get that through the normal course of the game. Right. I think you get a weapon. You might get the plasma gun this early. Oh, through, wow. Uh, doing that. Um, nobody crucify me if I'm wrong mm-hmm. about that. But I think you do get like a significant advantage by running off that secret thing to the right hmm. um, there, which is kind of cool. That'd be crazy because that's like uh, you have no ammo for that. Like that doesn't yeah. that doesn't th- pop up in regular regular runs for a while. I think it just gives you some ammo to start with. Hmm. If it's not here, it's another, it's a, you do get that weapon early. Mm-hmm. It maybe is not in the gauntlet, but you get something significant going down there. It might just be a, a mega health. Yeah. Thing. Uh, this also introduces like the item pickups are really weird in this. Like I forgot, like I played a ton of quake three 
And like mm-hmm. item pickups are such a central part of that. But like, here is armor. Like this just gives you a little bit of damage resistance. That system was never as satisfying to me mm-hmm. as I wanted it to be. Like it, to to the point where I never really felt worth picking up. There's not a very wide variety of of pickups. Mm-hmm. Um, what's interesting is the way that they um, they use them for some set piece stuff later because invincibility pickups are always really uh, intentionally placed. Mm-hmm. So those are a big deal. But the partial invisibility and or just um, you know armor or health ones supercharge yeah yeah supercharge don't feel quite as good yeah. and berserk is a downright detriment yeah like it's kind of fun to go and punch guys to death but mm-hmm. they'll put berserk um, in areas where you can't punch guys to death with one hit mm-hmm. and then it's just like well just switch back to your shotgun and use that as a full health yep you know and and just uh, and you might get some damage resistance when you're uh, when you're observed as well. Yeah. But the, for the most part, there aren't like really good. And it's interesting too because you look at this in comparison to uh, Her- Heretic or Hexen, mm-hmm. which has a really complicated item system. Yeah. Like um, this is way simple and not enough. Like I would have just been happy with like a speed up, <laughs> you know, something like that. Like just an actual straight up power up. Yeah. It doesn't quite have that. So yeah. I, I agree with you. That's not as maybe not as satisfying as it could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your read on the invisible enemies? Because I am not down with that as a thing. I got into it. Like, I like it. Um, it is um, it, the first time it happens. It's kind of a big pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Um, I got into the feeling of dread that it wanted to engender when you hear them, but don't see them mm-hmm. and got into it. So the first time I was like, oh, yeah, this happened because I'd played it before, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, these things. Um, and that kind of felt like bullshit. But then when I knew they were there, I think that this placement is the harshest that they're placed. Yeah. I guess like there are a couple of pits that have them in there, but you can always hear them. Mm-hmm. Like they have a really unique audio cue mm-hmm. um, that I that I think makes them less bullshit, I guess. Yeah, so, I just like the fact that you that that they can impede your movement was the biggest thing for me. Yeah, you, yeah. You try to you you try to walk and you can't. Yeah, get and then also you're taking damage. So yeah. they're like grues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, agree with that. So. Agree with that. Uh-huh. Agree. <laughs> I I, I agree. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, also, this is the first time where you can get the rocket launcher. At least where I got it. Which is which is your non uh, the first of your projectile weapons. Yes. So you have to control that differently. Like you have mm-hmm. to uh, lead enemies mm-hmm. and stuff, and you end up using those a lot for uh, the flying enemies that they introduce soon. Mm-hmm. Um, because there is splash damage, and yeah. it is the, like I love splash damage in a game. I love shooting at the floor or a wall in order mm-hmm. to hit something. Yeah, and and it just it kind of makes up for a little bit of that having to lead the enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, super super cool. There. Yeah. Um, yeah, do you? I I did not have this problem with the the switches here. Yeah, I, I already talked about that. <laughs> like it was it was especially bad here, but I think that's just assume that if, that if there's a switch, I just said, well, fuck, I've got to check every wall now. Yeah, <laughs> it's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, let's go to the focus. Yeah, I don't remember too much about the focus, honestly, aside from the fact that uh, there's a there's an awful lot of opening and closing doors with uh, mm-hmm. with lots of enemies behind them, and also poison pits. So this kind of introduces you to the radioactive sludge. Usually, when there's those, um, you, there's usually an elevator that'll get you out, but there's mm-hmm. always like a falling in tax. Like you're gonna take some damage mm-hmm. um, from that. Yeah. The uh, the amount of one thing that I noticed, and this is more of a doom generality, and mm-hmm. and I apologize for people who are looking for like in depth analysis of these levels because such a thing exists. Mm-hmm. Like you can go online and find it in a fan site. I just don't have the memory for it. There's some really um, good uh, YouTube walkthroughs actually. Yeah, that point yeah. this and, stuff out. 
and watching a commentated speed run mm-hmm. of Doom is a real good time. Like the, the the it's very fun to watch how that that goes down. And I'm I'm sorry that we're not the people for that. Um, but uh, one of the things that I noticed is just an again like a generality of Doom is how much health you gain and lose in a level. <laughs> like even if you do well, like you've lost several hundreds of health and gained it back in a level, like mm-hmm. in one of some of those later levels, yeah. you know? So it just ends up being this, it, because it, what made me think of it is the poison pits mm-hmm. is it ends up being, um, damage is unavoidable in a different way than it is in a, a cover base, like a, a pop and stop mm-hmm. shooter where like it is, uh, that's unavoidable because if a guy sees you, you automatically die here. You're able to dodge so many different enemies, but they kind of make that that attrition happen through things like these pits and things like traps and ambushes. Yeah. Um, so it just kind of feels like I can do more about it. Mm-hmm. And but it still ends up being more forgiving than it seems. Like yes, it's kind of a bullshit thing when a heavy, you know, a machine gunner pops up behind me. But that I'm gonna find like six stim packs in the next room. Like <laughs> you know, they they give you so many so much health. Like there's more health on the floor in this in any given level of this game than most like games yeah. it feels it's, like it's like high churn. Right. And yeah. I don't know if that's like to uh, to to raise the stakes. And I'm happy they did that instead of just making the numbers bigger. Yeah. You know, like you you get a sense like, you know, even though, you know, there's going to be a health pickup maybe around the next corner or the one after that being down to like 15 health still feels, you know, pretty dramatic. It's really stressful and everything is guarded, too. So you usually have to fight for the mm-hmm. thing that you want, um, which I remember that a little bit about the focus. But other than that, I don't remember that much. Mm-hmm. more about it i would be surprised you have here that the poison pit doesn't have an escape i would be i don't remember it specifically but i'd be surprised if it is is doesn't have an escape this early on in the game that is probably like going back to this and looking at it because like i took these notes in real time as i played it's very likely that i just didn't press the space bar on yeah a, on on something um and that's another thing that kind of annoys me is just sometimes they expect you to uh to be a Roomba and walk along all the walls and press the space bar to see what will raise and lower and i got a little bit of a sense of what they expected me to space bar and not um mm-hmm. but uh most of the time it actually did like that that kind of annoyed me as well just as like like being antiquated i guess it's better than it was in wolfenstein yep you know, like where it's literally just there's nothing to mark this wall. You just have to hump every wall mm-hmm. here. Like, you know, there is a, a logic to it. You can see that um, on the flip side of it. They do make you have to do it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like there are there are levels. The critical path is on a secret. Yeah. There isn't it through a secret door. So mm-hmm. um, stage five is the waste tunnels. Yeah. Um, another flavor of sewer. Here. <laughs> I love this because you start out in that tiny little room. Um, yeah. you, have to, you have to lower the walls around you, but you've got a supercharge and a super shotgun. Which yeah. I think this is the first time you get a hold of the, of the super shotgun. Actually, you can get it in the second stage. Okay, it's there. Yeah, but the um, it it can be the the first time you get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it is really satisfying <laughs> to have a lot of health to play with. You know, so making mistakes are not that big of a deal, and just being exposed to enemies on all sides. Yeah, like that. Yeah, and uh, man, just when you fire that super shotgun, it sounds like the world is exploding. Like you're just it is, you're you're banging the globe like a drum. Even the like the three frame reload animation is great. Like I still really love it. Um, the other thing is this adds more like adornments. Like this is the things are degrading. So like you get more stuff on the walls and shit mm-hmm. here, which every time that happens, I like it. Like if I go yeah. into a room and it's like, oh, shit, there are just tons of people on pikes. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. you know, like it, it gives you it's kind of shocking because you don't think of it in terms of horror until it sneaks up on you. Mm hmm. 
Yep. This also is the introduction to flying enemies uh, with yes. your cacodemons, which have two anuses, and also your uh, your lost souls, which uh, yes. are kind of the the the, the kamikazes. Yeah, they, they run at you. They don't die, right. um, but they, they just bite you and you have to shoot them. Uh, Cacodemons are great. <laughs> like This is a really iconic Doom monster. It's very Beholder-like, yep. um, even though it's based on the Astral Dreadnought, which is a different <laughs> different D&D monster. And it's just its head, um, and it's flagrant. <laughs> yeah. like, it is literally just the illustration from the Astral Dreadnought from you know the Manual of the Planes or whatever. And uh, uh, it looks just like it, except for that it was just its head. And it had huge crab claws. Hmm. So imagine the uh, the cacodemon as just something's head that has giant crab claws. Yeah. The, the final thing about the cacodemons, though, and this has been true up until this point, but this is the first time I noticed it. How great are the like three frame death animations of <laughs> monsters in this game? The way this thing collapses in on itself, <laughs> it deflates like a balloon. Like I just want to have the background of my computer be like tiled gifs of all the monsters from Doom's like. <laughs> doom just just falling over and because they're great Mm -hmm. like they're really really good we run into revenants later and those things death animation (laughs) is really like evocative and great too Mm -hmm. Um, it reminds me of uh the falling over animations in punch out Mm. where like it has to be really suggestive of like big action yeah but it can only has a few frames of animation yeah oh man i'm I'm kind of over perler art a little bit how awesome would it be to have like a uh like just a pretty big shadow box of those three frames yeah it would be great or just i I would line my wall with cacodemons (laughs) dying and coming back to life (laughs) just a circle yeah around my entire uh, entire wall Hmm. way into cacodemons gotta get a plush (laughs) cacodemon yeah um, let's hmm. talk the crusher the crusher so this is pretty cool uh you start out in kind of this maze of pillars and this is the first time it really feels maze like yeah yeah and it's it just if it's the one i'm remembering it's just kind of it's not that it's like a big room full of pillars so it gives the yeah. impression it's a little bit like the end of like a movie where it's like the killer has brought you to a hall of mirrors yep you know like you just don't it's... you know you don't you can't see very far in any given direction mm-hmm. um and they they change the space you have to come back here with a key later and mm-hmm. they've opened up this area to new new bad guys yeah um so it, it, you can never really know what to expect in this this main room mm-hmm. here so this one gets tricky and this is also kind of like one of the couple levels that changes depending on what your uh um, difficulty level is mm. like more so than just the uh more so than just enemies and health and all that stuff like the actual location of what you need to get ch- uh, mm. changes here as well no, I, did, I did not realize that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you go through that uh, that little pillar room and you go down to the main chamber, which the titular crusher is like this thing over in the over on the side, right side of the room. After you go down this elevator that uh, it's like a, a raising and lowering ceiling and you have to time your uh, your run up there to get the items that you need. Yeah. It's super cool. It also introduces those revenants, which I just brought up. And oh, here yeah, they are, um, <laughs> which are like thin skeletons with a rocket launcher on each shoulder um, who Sincer. are they? They go down quick, but they do a lot of damage. Yeah, and those uh, those rockets have a little bit of uh, homing on them as well. Yeah, yeah, and they they also have splash damage. Mm-hmm. So these guys are are a high priority <laughs> when they pop out. It's kind of funny how like they're they're escalating the the, the enemies that they throw at you kind of match the uh, the items that they're throwing at you as well. Oh yeah, like they didn't show you the revenant until you had the rocket launcher to kind of like understand how that worked from your side. Yeah, for sure. It's also, if you came to this from Doom 1, this is the first new enemy hmm. that's popped up. Or no, that's not true. The chain gunners are new. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Never mind. <laughs> but yeah, these things are tough. 
Yeah. And uh, they will continue to be tough. Again, everything scales in Doom. Mm-hmm. Um, so they will continue to be a big problem kind of throughout the whole game. Um, yeah. And then, um, you know, you kind of do this uh, this teleporter maze, which is never my favorite thing in a game. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't mind it that much here, but, like, you know, it's not my favorite thing in general in principle yeah. um, to kind of get out. This is also, like, this was a wall for me. This, it was the first time I had to consult a fact just because it, uh, I don't know, there's something weird about unexpected uses for this kind of like really simple geometry like mm-hmm. in order to get one of the keys you you have to um get back in the elevator you have to call it back down and raise it up because otherwise you wouldn't be able to do this and then just take a flying leap um over to this other platform on the side and that's where some of the z stuff gets a little bit annoying because yeah. like you can you could if you could look up and down you'd be able to see that platform mm-hmm. there so you do have to there's some like a leap of faith stuff yeah it happens with that it's just funny because like you you like i i didn't see that little opening to the left because when you step on that elevator it immediately goes back down so when i wrote it back up i never really paid attention uh mm-hmm. to, to that so i was like i have no idea what to do and anytime something like this popped up it was it was a little bit of a stumbling block for me <laughs> Um, let's talk about the next level, mm-hmm. Dead Simple, which I which I like a lot. <laughs> um, so this is, uh, you know, we've been we're in the infested starport. This gives you a little story exposition, but but something's wrong. The monsters have brought their own reality with them, and the technology is being subverted by their presence. Uh, ahead, you see an outpost of hell, a fortified zone. <laughs> you can get past it. You can penetrate into the haunted heart of the starbase and find the controlling switch, which holds Earth's population hostage. <laughs> um, and this starts off with a little like safe room, which they usually do. You're very rarely in danger right off the top. Mm-hmm. And it opens into a huge arena um, <laughs> where you're introduced to the mancubuses or mancubi, <laughs> um, which are, I guess, have to be like a male succubus. Is what that you know? I, isn't an incubus a male succubus? Yeah, this is a more male succubus. Okay, it's a, ma- a man cubus. A- <laughs> um, and these guys suck. Um, and there are four of them on a platform. <laughs> like it is this huge room. It's hard to explain. It's a big, huge ring mm-hmm. um, with four of these guys on platforms in the middle firing their their weapon at you, mm-hmm. um, which is not the same as the rockets from the revenants, but also is kind of like a fireball, yep. like a rapid fire fireball. Um, and you have to kind of circle around this ring while regular enemies like imps and the like are released <laughs> until eventually another new enemy is released. The, uh, the spider arachnatrons <laughs> are released. God, those things are crazy. So those have, uh, those have plasma and they just fire relentlessly. They've got like yeah. plasma Gatling guns on the front of them. Yeah. I love and the design of those too, because they're like little Krangs and spider pots. Yeah. It's like if Krang had just kept evolving. <laughs> um, yeah. The, the, you know, this, I like this level a lot though, because it's like, they mm-hmm. give you a lot of power ups you can do it, but it's not a maze. It's about like, you know, cover like and circle strafing and just kind of like coming up with approaches and moving, you know, mm-hmm. always staying moving. Exactly. The, like yeah. this, this was the first one where it really felt like, I don't know, like the, like the version of doom that I had in my head a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, just, I re- this, this really stuck out because, you know, they wait a little while to give you that. The version of doom I have is like a corridors and mazes hmm. in my head, my head doom. Yeah. Like my, 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 my fake, fake head doom cannon. The, um, like I would be so much better if you would install a head doom cannon, if I could kill with a thought. Um, that's not, that's Werner Herzog, not Gunter Herman. But that's I was, I was, I was, going, I was going to go with Baron Underbite, but okay. yeah, I was, I was trying to go for, for Gunter Herman. Um, 
but my head doom cannon has doom being like a maze to look for key cards and mm-hmm. this is you know yeah. a, a welcome reprise from that yeah my head doom cannon is a big arena full of a lot of enemies yeah which is super weird that we both have different head cannons yeah huh can we stop saying head cannon now please okay i'm saying that just happened um <laughs> Anywho, um, I like this level a lot. <laughs> Me too. Because of that. <laughs> but it's funny because like, that comes in waves. Like Those those spider demons don't come right away. Sorry, the arachnotrons don't come right away. It's only after you kill them and you think, ah, okay, well done, that this completely more difficult thing to deal with in some ways just comes you know, like from the other side. You've been focused inward, and now you have to focus outward. Yeah. You were up on the top ring, and now you have to be in the like, you have to be in the center because after you kill those mancubuses, the uh, the the, the power ups that they were kind of guarding are freed up, and you really really need those to take out some of these uh, some of these arachnotrons. Yep. Yeah, and the rocket launcher is just invaluable for this. Yeah, it's it's really it's really good. Um, mm-hmm. Even though, like the um, if you can get close to mancubuses, they die so quick with the super shotgun. Mm. Like if you can ever make all of your hits hit with a super shotgun, yeah, like all the most shot. things will yeah. fall into two hits. Hmm. It's kind of crazy. Um, so now on to, to tricks and traps. I'm of two lines about this level, Gary. <laughs> the uh, I I think I really like it. Me I too. think that these gimmick levels are, but it, there are some some tricks and traps. They're a little bit too <laughs> devious for me. Um, <laughs> so this is a, like a, a hub level in the middle with little encounter rooms that will give you keys right. as you uh, as you head head out into them. <laughs> and uh, a lot of it's actually optional. Yeah. Um, you don't have to go through all of these spokes. <laughs> However, good luck telling one from the other. That's true. That's yeah. totally true. Yeah. I just, I would find myself walking back into the same room. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like some of these, like it's the most enemies they're going to throw at you. Um, <laughs> you know, just like, and like they, like they're weirdly empowering too. It's like, okay, here's a super, here, here's a super shotgun and invulnerability. Just kill more imps than you ever thought could be put on a computer screen. Yep. Which, which is, I, I really love. And then the corpses stay around too, which is one of my favorite things. There's also a room here where they there's like this weird little set piece where like um, a bunch of barons of hell are <laughs> hanging around hearing from another baron of hell, like that scene in the tanker in Metal Gear Solid 2. Mm-hmm. And there's just an invincibility sphere and they don't aggro until you pick it up. <laughs> so it's like, can you fight, you know, 12 of these really tough enemies? Yeah. These are like varsity level enemies. They're going to throw these at you as heavies all the way till the end of the game. Yeah. And like, yes, I can. I can. (laughs) I can fight them because you gave me gave me invincibility, but it feels Mm -hmm. great. Like it is a good power fantasy, Mm -hmm. you know? Yep. Um, They also trick you to running down to the end of a hallway to get a to get a a chainsaw. Like and something else is going to be behind it. And then they they just drop a helmet behind you. Oh, yeah. 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 (laughs) They just they're a bunch of like little dick moves like that. A lot of tricks and traps, mm. you might say. But they're so, they, they again, they just pump you full of power-ups. Mm-hmm. And here they're everywhere, yeah. um, which which makes it yeah. reasonable. So so my complaint here isn't about like what they're having you do. Like All of that is pretty universally great. It's just the backtracking and stuff. Oh, and yeah. kind of because it is that hub and spoke, and I just I can't hold that space in my head, um, it was it was difficult for me to like really make progress. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, onto the pit. Onto the pit. This is a big, confusing area, Gary. Yep. Um, I'm looking at the map of it mm-hmm. online now to try to refresh my memory, and uh, it's not working. Nope. It, it is. I, I remember it just being a huge, ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Um, it is the first level where they bring up uh, pain demons. Mm-hmm. Show up. Um, pain demons are a huge pain in the ass. 
is one of my least favorite enemies in the game. Yeah. They look like caco demons, but like they've got smaller. little cute little arms. <laughs> yeah, they, they're a little bit like they're a little bit, uh, but they're more flesh colored, which makes them grosser. <laughs> um, and they don't uh, don't attack you directly. They just shoot um, lost souls at you. Yeah. Um, so which they are, they are enemy spawners. And they always, even if you kill them, they spawn a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. So these guys are, again, another one of these, like, number one priority enemies yep. when they pop up. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. And yeah. then I just, you know, there's uh, uh, poison pits and radiation suits here, which always ends up being a little bit like a safety bit problem. Like, because yeah. a lot of the radiation pits, you can't spend significant amount of time in without a radiation suit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just ends up being like, oh, I fell in here. That sucks. I'm probably going to die. Oh, I found the radiation suit. I can keep going. So. Pretty much. Um, on to number 10, which is the uh, the refueling base. I have here in the notes nothing too special, but as I think back on it, this is where they really start bringing back the hitscan enemies in a big, bad way. Yeah. Like, this is the most that you've had to deal with um, in uh, uh, kind of like wide open areas where you can't take cover, which is really your only defense against these guys. So they end up, they don't have an awful lot of health like the your your mm-hmm. your zombie men or your shotgun guys or like even the even the heavy weapons dudes are a little bit you know not not, not that hard to deal with but they're incredibly difficult to fight in some instances especially when there are so many of them just because your movement doesn't doesn't protect you yep on the on the plus side this is the the level where they introduced the big fun gun <laughs> so is, is when, that the kind of canonical name no nah, no okay the, the canonical name is the big it's fucking gun the, the big friendly giant okay yeah the big yeah, yeah. The, the the big funyun funyun gut <laughs> um, i'm not i'm not picturing a gut that was created of funyuns although that is entirely within the realm of possibility i'm picturing a gut coated in funyuns also good um yeah but uh so the bfg is uh it uses the same ammo as your plasma gun mm-hmm. um, but it takes up 40 bullets and this thing has its own entry on game facts <laughs> as to how this thing works because it's a really weird gun um essentially it will uh it will spread automatically to enemies of a certain distance mm-hmm. but the way it does so the logic it does so is kind of inconsistent uh, inconsistent yeah i guess so like the, like this is this is the super weapon right and yeah i, I pretty much used it for either two you know two purposes either, either to kill something you know that just would have been way too much to deal with you know, like your varsity level, varsity level enemies or to clear a room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that's, and that's what it's there for. Yeah. Um, the, uh, so after that you get to the, the circle of death. <laughs> um, and, uh, this is a big ring shaped level, uh, with dif- different kind of raising platforms, um, above the poison that you can use to jump onto other platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a, like a weird air- section of greenery here. <laughs> well, what passes for greenery in the doom universe? Yeah. Like these, these kind of scary trees, which look like a lot like, um, like quick enemies, actually like the quick mm-hmm. enemies that are Lovecraft monsters. Yeah. Um, that are, uh, what are they called? Like the, the thousand young of, uh, the goat with a thousand young spawn. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what their name is. I don't know. Um, but the um they look a little bit like that. Mm-hmm. What I what I love about like these little set pieces, um, or like the 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 flavor sprites, I guess, is in this system, you know, that's just a sprite that is popped up on the screen with a little little bit of like depth information to track uh with the surface that it's on. However, it doesn't keep rotation data. So no matter mm-hmm. what angle you're looking at it from, it will always be facing you. <laughs> and yeah. so that's unsettling when you have like a dude on a pike, because a dude on a pike is always going to be upsetting to look at. It's um, looking at you. Yeah. 
Uh, but these trees, the fact that a tree would rotate to follow me. Yeah. Yeah. It, it looks unnerving. Yeah. Um, I think this might be the first level that has um, arch files. Yes. The arc files. I call them. Yeah. Yeah. So they, th- these are interesting. I like the way these guys work, even though they end up being one of the most deadly enemies for me. Yeah, but it, they're neat though. Like it mm-hmm. is, it is something like if you think about the technology and you think, oh, there's like two ways weapons can work, mm-hmm. like hit scan and and projectile. This is actually a different way where it's like a, it reminds me of like locking on with a missile. Mm-hmm. Like they look at you and they if they keep looking at you, eventually they will just summon fire under you. Mm-hmm. And the trick is you have to break line of sight. Yeah, um, which is really cool. And uh, it does significant damage if you don't, and you get blasted into the air. Yeah, it'll take uh, a chunk out of you. Yeah, um, they don't go. To, they're not that uh hardy mm-hmm. like they'll go down relatively quickly yeah. um but you, you can't you have to not you have to keep breaking a line of sight mm-hmm. so it ends up being you know tricky in that respect what's great about these really tough enemies especially before you figure out how to deal with them or you know just kind of break that spell of oh shit oh shit oh shit is you know they place this arch vial you know in this tree courtyard you know and you have to go in there to get a key to access the rest of the level and once you let him out he's out and he will follow you so yeah. i just i like the idea of like i don't know how to deal with this but i have to like let him loose to proceed they also um having him loose without taking care of him is a problem because he can resurrect enemies mm-hmm. um there's a real weird bug where if he resurrects something that was killed by a door <laughs> then it will be semi-visible and invincible oh god through the whole game so it is a like oh just a weird like little quirk of this game i was reading about so it is the curse of Giannis. yes <laughs> like you have to kill arch files more <laughs> or less right away yeah um but yeah this is uh and then you have to fight um you know so you get to there to get to the uh the the next stage where we're back on earth mm-hmm. in this next set this is the the finale of the space base yeah the space base there's uh yeah like it's a what is it a little hidden elevator um, to like a cyber skull flesh wall victory room yeah is the way that i the way that i captured it which again that, that's probably one of the first unique ones of these but yeah factory takes you back to earth in this of, of a sort like one of my favorite of. things about these levels is that like they're named by people who have never seen things on earth it feels like <laughs> like it's so like oh this is what the suburbs look like <laughs> what what <laughs> um But yeah, like everything, you know, the next handful of levels are going to be named after like districts of a town. And you really have to stretch that imagination (laughs) to like see them as that. Um, A lot of these are designed by Sandy Peterson, which I mentioned earlier. Like there's people who are way more versed in Doom than I am can kind of pick out a level based on who designed it Uh um, because they all had different kind of values. And Sandy Peterson, who like gets a permapass in my book, even though his levels are probably my least favorite in Doom, um, gets a permapass because he's the guy who made the Call of Cthulhu tabletop uh, role-playing game system, mm. um, which is my favorite tabletop role-playing game system. Um, he His levels tend to be these kind of um, set-piece focused, but without like the same sense of bombast and really intricate. Yeah. So he does Downtown, which is the next level that is like really complicated. And I spent the most time with out of any level in the game. Um, and he does these kind of levels with like lots of rooms, lots of buildings yeah. going indoor and outdoor and that kind of thing. Yeah. And that ends up like the, the, like they were just like right on the cusp of that really feeling like it worked. I think yeah. that, that indoor outdoor dynamic can really only work when you have the ability to look up and down. That it's up and down. And then the thing before I mentioned of like having easily being able to make mental maps easily mm-hmm. because you can recognize things like having to know, tell the buildings apart. Yeah. Um, in some of these levels is really difficult, especially during the next map, I think. Um, so, yeah. 
So the flavor text um, at the front of this uh, gives you kind of the sense, all right, you flip the switch um, and everybody else can evacuate Earth now, but uh, there's something that is keeping the portal open. And you're like, you're the last human, again, really heightening this. Um, and you know that you're going to uh, going to die here alone, but you're going to stop this. Yes. Um, so you're sacrificing yourself. Um, again, going in, in and out of buildings and alien kind of architecture is taking over things. <laughs> I love that. Um, so, which is really cool. Like it is, it is a hell on earth or so they say, um, may, you know, working your way through there and essentially like the kind of big set piece here. And this is a Sandy Peterson type of thing is these, this, uh, piston room where, uh, there are these pistons that move up and down and you have to kind of, uh, you know, solve the puzzles and get, get this, which is enough to, to be able to traverse to the end. Yeah. Just imagine, like, the, like this, this sucks because like you can deal with the enemies in relatively short order and they don't throw any more at you. Um, so it just becomes about waiting for the pistons to move up and down. Yeah. There's nothing really difficult about it. There's no danger. You're just waiting. Yeah. It's like Ocarina of Time. <laughs> the, um, just, yeah, the, uh, so, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so that, 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 that's factory. Um, downtown I have more to say about, but I like less. Yeah. Um, downtown is very complicated. It is a map with like a lot of different buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm just like taking a quick count. Um, you know, looking at it. So there's, uh, uh, 13 buildings mm-hmm. in downtown, 13 or 14 buildings. And you have to really explore this area. Like you get the sense that, um, the person who made it wanted to make a game that isn't necessarily doom, <laughs> you know, because it's very confusing to like, and some of the buildings have entrances that are a little bit higher up. So you had to get to them from jumping off of other buildings yeah, and things like that. Like it's very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then there are also, um, you can get telefragged here mm-hmm. um, because there's a tele, like an open teleporter on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you go through there and then an enemy's chasing you and it goes through there, it will can teleport into you yeah. and kill you. Yeah. Um, this this is where the one-way teleporters really um, kind of got under my skin just a little bit, which is like, you'll just come out and there's no indication of how you got there on the map. Yeah. Like, that, that, like that, that was a teleportation point, which again made it difficult for me to hold that mental model together um, yeah because there, there's there's a couple there's a whole like field of teleporters that are very obviously teleporters mm-hmm. and then there are other ones in the buildings that are not mm-hmm. that so yeah. um not my not my favorite level i like that it's doing something different without actually liking the effect that much yeah i just i don't think there's enough fidelity to it to, yeah, to, 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 yeah to, to make it work that's really the thing yeah um, so every, every town, Gary, every city has the inmost <laughs> dens. Um, I was yep. just, I was just down to the inmost den to, uh, to file for some licenses, uh, so that the, uh, so that the, 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 the night stalkers would not come and harvest my carbon. Did you have to, uh, get that clearance from the nightmare? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, our in, in most ends are all the houses are being bought by super rich people <laughs> and being sold. It kind of sucks. Yeah, being turned into Airbnbs. Yep, the air, in most Airbnbs. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, 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 if they made Doom now, that would be a very good like <laughs> name for a level. <laughs> the Airbnb. <laughs> be sure to check for cameras. But yeah, this is this is a good. Is a good level. Mm-hmm. Um, I really again, like, this, like this whole this whole middle section is just a lot of, you it's, know, it's all over the building. place. Yeah, like so this this works because like it looks like castles. 
yeah. a little bit. Like, I don't know if this is the, uh, I mean, it has to be the demon world encroaching, right? Yeah. Or you're just at, you know, Castletown, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Because it's just like the geometry is just better made. For oh, it that. takes place in a medieval times. Oh, okay. <laughs> that would be like a lot of this whole middle stretch. <laughs> that whole section where you're like in just like a straight up castle <laughs> um, with a moat. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but, uh, it's, it's pretty funny because like, there's not much I can say about like the specifics of this or like what makes it fun aside from just the fact that it is kind of that extending concentric circle. Yeah. 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 Um, good, good level. Mm-hmm. Um, on to the industrial zone. Yeah. Um, so, yep. uh, the fucking jumping puzzles, man. Yeah. This, this one's weird. Um, this is another huge kind of, uh, level with a big, like another very decidedly medieval mm-hmm. looking level. It does not look industrial. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's huge. Like, this is a really big level. Yeah. Um, that's kind of bisected. Like there's a, a one side and another side and they're kind of separated by that. Um, like that, the big pool of, of goo, mm-hmm. you know, there's a middle section, but there's, there's kind of the first part where you're going from building to building. And the second part where you get to kind of the tunnels, yeah, the tunnel system. So I'm, um, I'm not against like a big jumping puzzle, like making it just like part of a set piece, like, Oh, taking a running leap of faith. However, the one that I'm talking about is just where there's this red key that's on top of a couple of crates and you have to, take a bunch of running leaps to even get to that room and go through a couple of teleporters even. Um, and the controls are so finicky, no matter which, you know, like system you, you, you use, like if you're doing WASD a mouse, like I was doing, um, mm-hmm. then even just moving the mouse forward or backward will move you. And I had mm-hmm. to, I had to keep trying because it just like would make me fall off. Yeah. I, I did, um, WASD and arrow keys, mm-hmm. like played it like Isaac and it worked a little bit better in that, that respect. And the other thing is this is where, like this probably didn't bother me as much because I I save scummed it. Mm. Like I would just get to where I needed to make the jump and then save. And this and is then... th- this is actually the level that made me switch from uh, it made me switch oh, yeah. from PS3 to uh, to playing it on uh, on my Mac. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah I I could see that being super obnoxious if that if that were the case. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, but getting over to the other side of the level is uh is is pretty fun. Um, yeah. And I like that. I like that little area down there. Like it, there's tons of verticality there and it doesn't, if you don't know that there's uh, no levels that are above other levels, mm-hmm. this would do a good job of fooling you, <laughs> you know, cause it, it feels like there would be. Yeah. Um, there's actually a hidden exit to this level, huh. which is opens into one of two bonus zones. Um, did you play these cool? No, I did not. Um, it opened there. Both of them are Wolfenstein themed. Huh. And this one is just a recreation of the first level of Wolfenstein. <laughs> so if you go into that, you can go into the uh, the Wolfenstein level, hmm. um, which really highlights how poorly designed Wolfenstein is. <laughs> um, Wolfenstein is just gigantic room after gigantic room where there are some guys <laughs> and they walk towards you and shoot you while shouting German phrases at you. <laughs> and that's it. So there's not that much to say about it. The second one, which I can't remember which level you get to it from, yeah. but when you go to it, it ends with a, a boss fight against a cyber demon, the, the worst enemy in the game, the hardest enemy in the game. Um, but if you beat him, you end up in this room with a pillar with all these hanging commander Keens, <laughs> the commander Kings hanging by their neck that you have to blow up to, to beat the level. <laughs> so, <laughs> These guys are these are cool edgy teens now. They don't need Commander Keen. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. We talked about that during that episode was like that. Yeah. You know, Tom Hall was like, hey guys, wouldn't it be like nope? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. yeah. But um on to the the suburbs <laughs> here. 
which I like this level, even though uh, mostly because of uh, like Skull House. <laughs> like, do you know what I'm talking about? Um, yeah, opening a door to a bunch of skulls. Yeah, the house on the right where there has uh-huh. a door on each each wall, and if you open it, it's just a bunch of skulls and skeletons and corpses like covered in it's blood. A, it's like an ossuary, and one of those is uh, is an illusory wall that takes you into an intestine room. Yeah, that's great. I like the idea like, of of this of this as like some kind of like weird mimic. You know, like the like the 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 the, the mimic's role in the ecology is to present something that is attractive to people and like some mm-hmm. kind of gigantic, you know, flesh-like being that is, you know, presenting itself as a house and then harvesting calcium from people who try to walk inside of it. And what you're seeing in the skulls is just the like his latest harvest sticking to the membrane. Yeah, house me- that like I'm I'm into that. I'm into <laughs> yeah. a house mimic. Um and in both senses, like a mimic that is a house and also a mimic I can keep around the house as like a pet. <laughs> like I want a house mimic in all respects. Um man, how cute would it be if they made like little miniature mimics that looked like a jewelry box and uh and you could you could walk it around on a little <laughs> oh. leash. No, I thought you were gonna go the other way and it was like a mimic, but it was uh like a, what is it, that that game where you're playing a dentist with a with an alligator? Oh yeah. 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 I was about to say Gator Golf, but that was entirely different. <laughs> no, that that's what could be greater. This is um I can't remember what that's called, but yeah, yeah you, you pull teeth out of an alligator's mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just do These that but with a mimic. <laughs> That'd be great. Except it'd be fingers in the Dark Souls edition. <laughs> um but I I like this level a lot. I like the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Um it is just kinda it's it's smaller than the past levels. Um yeah. and it's just a couple of houses. Like it it doesn't sell that suburbs, but it looks more like a place on earth mm-hmm. than yeah. than the industrial zone. And I like the uh, the like the black and white. Pl- I don't know what those black and white platforms are supposed to be, but like the, the like the way that you get out of the level by just kind of messing around with pressing space on them to raise and lower stuff, and kind of the trick of you know knowing to look in the right place at the right time to understand what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess just looking at the because I'm I'm looking at the wiki to look at the maps of these to mm-hmm. remind me. Um, on the PlayStation and Saturn version of this, there's a hidden exit to the mansion. Which I would like to play a Doom level that was a giant mansion. Yeah. Um, even though there is one that we'll get to um, here that is kind of like that. But that's pretty cool. But it's it's a PlayStation and Saturn exclusive. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the tenements, I don't have much to say about this aside from the fact that the ending is just horseshit. What happens at the end? So you have uh you have to repeatedly go down these tiny little wooden hallways so this is another one of those like kind of bifurcated levels um and most of it is not that you know not that bad like you're just kind of like running back and forth between between these sides but uh this is like they understood my difficulties with space and then just made a thing so you have like the the like the, the these tiny wooden hallways and in order to progress you have to run to the end of one which triggers one of these other little kind of like diverticula extending a little bit more and you have to figure out which one extended so you can run to the end of that in order to trigger another one extending until finally you you unlock the way out i i vaguely remember that yeah Yeah. it was very offensive to me yeah it didn't like i don't have the same spatial issues so i would never call it good Mm -hmm. you know like it it didn't bother me that much i didn't spend as much time probably as you did but it's it's i'd still agree it's kind of bullshit Um, the courtyard's not bullshit, which is the next level, which I actually really like, because mm-hmm. um, it is just like a big, um, 
like a big open area in the middle and you have to kind of make headway into these the crust of this circle <laughs> like into these different kind of areas on the outside yeah. um and it's just like one of them goes back deeper than you think <laughs> um it has a cool trap in it like there's one of the little rooms that you go to that you get you know you have to find an enemy and it seems like you're stuck and there's a secret wall that takes you into dark passages mm. behind like um doom doesn't always doesn't often play with light that was like a thing that quake did more of quick had a more robust lighting engine yeah but this is this is an area where it does and it was legitimately pretty spooky mm-hmm. um back around the, the right side of the map yeah um i really like uh, the fact that they start you out by the exit oh so yeah you know exactly what you're looking for yeah they do that it's it's not a maze it's about poking these seams mm-hmm. on the outside um yeah next level is also very cool I love which is just a Citadel. castle yep <laughs> yeah it's definitely a castle <laughs> So this is great because you've got this uh, castle that's surrounded by a moat of lava, um, mm-hmm. and you have to find a way to get in. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, you know, walking around and again checking for these seams. And once you get in, um, there are all these like teleporters that take you to the like these secret areas on the extremity, and you're just kind of like trying to find your way towards the center. Yeah. Yep. And they also do, um, and there's just lots of little side passages you're going in. Um, through there in in kind of the walls. Like, I got the impression I was walking through the walls, like secret passages mm-hmm. through here, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they do a thing where they, instead of a door at the end, there are three pillars. And they correspond to the three colors of doom. And <laughs> um, you only actually need two of them to get through. Yeah. Um, you can <laughs> squeeze through. Which is wonderful. I don't even know if there is a yellow key. If, I don't like, think if there, there is. are three, I, I, that that is literally the prank where you get three pigs and number them one, two, and four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're losing a pig. Um, <laughs> but so uh, um, yeah, so this takes you to Gotcha. I love this level so much. It's a it's an interesting. So this is the first place where a lot of people um, will first see the enemies fighting each other. Mm-hmm. Bug. Because these two guys are very likely to accidentally hit each other. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes like a thing where you just get to sit down and watch um, a spider mastermind fight a cyber demon. <laughs> and the two toughest enemies in the game will just have it out in front of you. Yep. Which is really cool. Yeah. So you just like, it just opens up into this arena and you just have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Because um, we, didn't, we didn't talk about cyber demons yet. Cyber, cyber demons are bad news. Mm-hmm. Like they shoot rockets just like every, you know, other monsters, but their rockets do significant damage like yeah. you won't survive you know two to you know three is probably tops if you have maximum health like yeah they do a lot of damage yeah they will so you have will, to really be moving they will rain ruin down on you and like like that was one of the climactic bosses of like the first doom so the fact that they're yeah. just kind of showing up as these mini bosses you know kind of like is uh telegraphing a raising of the stakes i think it's the, i think it's the final boss of doom actually oh yeah um yeah, I knew it was something if only like that. it were the final boss of this doom. <laughs> um, we'll but yeah, there. and there, there's kind of more to do. Like there's this little uh, outside area with out, outlying buildings, mm-hmm. like little guardhouses. I always like that. Um, mm-hmm. Like if the and this is this is a real stretch. It just I don't know why it reminds me of it. But um, when I was young and was getting into D and D, but didn't have people to play with, I used to have the the book for Temple of Elemental Evil mm-hmm. and just read it. And uh, before you actually go into the the Temple of Elemental Evil, there's a little guardhouse that's been taken over by bandits. Mm-hmm. And I remember just thinking that was really fun. And and in uh, video games, I always think about that too. Like, it's like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm in Deus Ex. I'm going towards the the building. Here's a little, like, guardhouse, guard shack outside <laughs> I get to explore on the way. Like, I like this little miniature appetizer level mm. before you get into a big level. You would, and this has a bunch of those. You would love Metal Gear Solid Five. <laughs> I, I, I'm 
anticipating loving it. Mm-hmm. And then I can play. I just need to find time. Like yep. Allison's going to loan me a copy. I just need to <laughs> have have the time to do it. So. Yeah. But the, the, there's just a bunch of that. And I totally dig like your thing, too. It's like a weird version. It's not just dungeon ecology. It's just here is an arrangement of space. Yeah. yeah. yeah it happens in fallouts a lot. Mm-hmm. 3D fallouts. Like it's not on the outside of a town, but it'll be on the outside of like a structure. Mm-hmm. They'll just be like, oh, here's like a shack that, you know, was something. <laughs> I dig that. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of the climax of this set. Yeah. Of levels. And uh, like this, uh, you end this level by jumping into hell. Like this, yep. this, this gets to the point where all, all level endings or most of them really, when you're not walking up to an obelisk of flesh, you are just doing a silent hill two free fall. Yep. Yep. Just, you just keep falling into hell <laughs> up to the next level of Nirvana. Um, this, uh, according to the doom wiki, uh, coincidentally or not, Kurt Cobain, the leader of popular rock band Nirvana died by committing suicide with a shotgun the same year doom two was released. And this level begins with a shotgun. <laughs> cool so coincidence or not i don't know maybe they went back and revised this thing to make fun of kurt cobain uh you know it, the same at the same year it came out like in the in development <laughs> we, well, we have to go back and revise it yeah <sighs> to, to, to make to be a shithead i i think it's just the doom wiki being ridiculous yeah that's pretty goofy like there are a lot of levels of shotguns doom wiki <laughs> yeah uh, like, um, that happens quite a bit and also nirvana exists outside of the band no that, that's that's true too and also the people who made this game would love nirvana <laughs> yeah like it's not like they're gonna like they're just gonna be like, yeah fuck that guy it's like no they're like they're way into it mm-hmm. so anywho yeah. um we get a little story story break um that just literally says that we can't break the portal from the earth side so we have to get through and destroy it from the other side mm-hmm. and we're in hell um where there are a lot of uh like kind of non-connected rooms like there's more teleporting going on in hell Mm-hmm. What do you think that's how that checks out with what I think about hell? So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't think that hell is a place that really cares about ontology that much. No. Yeah. No. Uh, so it's a little bit of a bummer. Uh, just be, just because of that, like it, it gets into like some of the goofier, uh, like quake three maps, honestly, which yeah. rely more on teleporting than like having a cohesive space or, uh, uh, launchers where you can railgun people. But, uh, yeah. but yeah. Um, but this is pretty cool because like, it is a substantial change in scenery too. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's awesome to see hell encroaching on human civilization or what would have passed for it. Um, in the doom engine, but here you are very much into, we're just going to throw disturbing imagery at you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm up for hell. Yeah. Um, just in general, (laughs) um, next up is the catacombs, um, which is, is a cool level. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember liking this. There's um, we're introduced to another kind of um, articulation thing, which are these. Um, I mean, we've seen them a little bit, but now there are these sconces or torches on the walls mm-hmm. that also act as a switch. But they're yeah. a little bit camouflaged; like they actually stick a little bit. Yeah, you know, they don't stick out, so you have to know to, to look out for them. Mm-hmm. Same thing with um, telling the skull switches that are just decoration, um, apart from mm-hmm. the ones that are uh, that are actually uh, things that are re- necessary for you to progress through the level. Yeah, business skulls versus pleasure skulls. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So I like these torches because here works into one of the you know rare kind of visual puzzles in this where you can reveal a secret. Gary, I love the sound of secrets being revealed in this game. Yeah, even if it's super obvious and like, oh, there's a switch and there's you know you just walk into this little pink outcropping and there's a like there's a piece of ammo in that. I will still respond to that sound. Yeah. 
Yeah. But, yeah, I agreed. But uh, I, I think it might be necessary to perceive, but you have to examine the differently colored torch. Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah, I like that. It does, again, doesn't happen all that often. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> what also doesn't happen all that often is stage 23, Barrels of Fun. <laughs> I think it just happens um, once. Yeah, exactly. Um, like any given stage. Um, this is a real, like, like a concept set piece based stage. Mm-hmm. Um, another uh, Peterson level. This is the one that has, um, I think this is the, has that Alice in Chains song in it. Mm. Um, but it is uh, just full of exploding barrels. And it's like a puzzle thing where like in different areas, you have to either outrun them or traverse them without shooting because if you, they'll, they'll set each <laughs> other off and blow you up as well. And the enemies will shoot them. Yes. Yeah. So you have to either like sprint through or get through and fight enemies using your chainsaw and fist mm-hmm. in order to not blow up the barrels. I ended up playing this like a weird version of either pinball or air hockey. Mm. where you know i knew the enemies would send a, like a cascade of explosions at me so i'd run to a corner and then shoot the barrel and then send the cascade heading back their way yeah <laughs> yeah like controlled explosions are are really important in this mm-hmm. level like trying to get to a place where you can make everything blow up because you don't want to leave it <laughs> um you know it's just going to be a real nightmare yeah so and then once you get out of those like tight little rooms where you know you're you're sending these explosions towards people, it just opens up into a big like arena. Like it's got this, uh, it's it's almost uh, like two sides facing each other, and you have to mm-hmm. uh, get get across it. Um, and a lot of flying enemies you have to deal with. Yeah. Um. Finally, the uh, or not finally. Next <laughs> up is the chasm. Um. Which yeah, this is this is tedious and huge. And there's so there's so little like relationship from one level to the next, whether it's going to be like it's kind of got a real pacing problem there, mm-hmm. I guess, when you're you're marathoning it, because like the first Doom, you would get in shareware. So you'd play episode one, it'd be 10 levels. And that's like a good, good amount of Doom here. They're all one big thing mm-hmm. that you play. So some of these later things like you get those little breather levels like barrels of fun, but then you run into something like this, which this level is huge. Like It's <laughs> immense. And it also relies on like uh not platforming, but like traversal on very thin walkways. It's it's yeah. a balance beam maze where if you fall the wrong way, you end up in toxic waste that will drain you very quickly as you're trying to find a way out, including some places where I couldn't find a way out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And yeah, it's kind of a shitty level. Yeah. And so I'm trying to imagine playing this you know, just using the keyboard or, you know, like God forbid before there was like WASD and uh, like side strafing kind of things. Like if you're strafing, you know that you're going to be heading in like straight in one direction. But if you're just doing it like up as forward, then left and right or rotate left and right. I cannot imagine. Yeah. I don't like how awful that would be. People just play this with the mouse. Mm-hmm. Like playing this part with just the mouse. Yep. That's just, that's something else. I that would be... Ugh. I cannot understand. And it's like, um, it's, it sends you back and forth across those a lot. And sometimes they're kind where they let you raise the platform up in the middle. Mm-hmm. But uh, that is not all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, next up is the Blood Falls, which <laughs> when looking at this on the wiki, I thought it said Bloodfellas. <laughs> like Goodfellas, but <laughs> like, hey, what Bloodfellas? <laughs> we should have renamed Bonfireside Chat Bloodfellas. Bloodfell- I like Bloodfellas. <laughs> like... He was he was a good guy. He was a blood fella. Um, <laughs> way into the blood fellas. <laughs> but, but the blood falls. It's pretty great because uh, it's a very aptly named stage um, where you have these corrosive rivers of blood uh, that are cutting through the entire uh, the entire level. Yep. It's full of acid blood. 
Um, but you just kind of, again, you're just kind of making your way through. Like the blood falls themselves make this kind of stand out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the level's not overly complicated, which I really like. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's not, it's not too bad, but it's not, also doesn't stand out that much. Like I would say as much as I love Doom 2, like it is a long game. Yeah. Like it's still fun to play the levels, but I had more fun hitting up wads afterwards that didn't start in this kind of having to top itself, mm-hmm. you know, way like the last levels of Doom, the last third and even more more so the last like five levels or so are my least favorite yeah levels i think it's funny like they're they're, they're the most inconsistent but like a like a handful of them are also some of the most breezy like yeah, this, this this one and the abandoned mine like yeah they're they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're like kind of set pc and it's almost like they lifted one side of the game up and saw what fell loose and put it towards the end like oh we can actually do like these things that are kind of equivalent or reminiscent of natural rock formations well let's put that in hell because that makes sense yeah. 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 Um, which they do mm-hmm. in the uh, in the abandoned mines, which we talked about. Um, <laughs> there's not other than the fact that it's got it's full of cackle demons. Yeah. Um, here. And it looks like it has the, the that natural rock formation thing that reminded me of uh, Duke Nukem 3D. <laughs> which has a lot of sections like that. Yeah. Um, onto the monster condo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, a monster condo. It sounds like a nice alternative to like owning a house. You're going to get in there. You don't. You don't have to shovel a lawn. But the demon HOAs, yeah, uh, the, the 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 Hell Owners Associations. There's, <laughs> um, this this is the first one. This is like the mansion. Mm-hmm. Like this is like a mansion level, which is kind of cool. Like I love it. There's a there's a library in this level. <laughs> yep, a like, library with uh with moving bookcases. Yeah, and some of them move out to form a door, and some of them move our elevators that have guys just chilling up on top of the bookcase <laughs> to kill you. Yeah. Uh, this level is really good. This is, this is a good, this is a good one mm-hmm. in yeah. the second half. This has a, um, this also is another one of those ones that plays with light in a lot of ways. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, this is also where you have to uh, kind of like pick up. <laughs> it's weird because once you pick up the night vision goggles, it turns into a different level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I, which I, I did quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and that's a, that's a power up they barely use in this game. Right. Like I can only think of one other level that even uses those. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, spirit realm is pretty cool. Um, yeah. I like it. It's again, it's one of those ones that's a little bit too long. Um, but, um, but it is kind of one of the most visually interesting levels, I think, just because there are like hallways that you run down that are like, this is just a writhing spine. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it but it, it breaks some rules. Yeah. Which is frustrating. Like um, there's a wall that's a straight up invisible wall that you don't have to click on. Mm-hmm. You just have to run through it. Yeah. And which, that is that like that is Wolfenstein is all shit. Yeah. And hasn't hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Wolfenstein, you always have to click on shit. Oh, yeah. But the um, it's just it hasn't happened in Doom up until this point. So they spent the whole game, you know, training you to, to hump <laughs> the wall. Yeah. To to get actually get out. Oh, and they and also the thing, they also break the rule because there's a like you have to shoot a section of wall. Yeah, there's a switch you have to shoot. And in many of the other puzzles, you might see a switch and think, oh, I can't get to that, maybe I have to shoot it. And it never works. Mm-hmm. And here you can get to it. You just can't <laughs> click it, you have to shoot it. Yeah. It makes no sense. Um the nice thing about that room is that the ceiling is made of brains. <laughs> so like I like that part of it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take consolation prizes where we can get them. Yeah, but it, it is it is kind of BS. Yeah. Um that room is kind of a cool little hub, mm-hmm. a little circle room with the three different uh passages. Yeah. You keep going back and forth to, but like other than that, like it's not not my favorite thing. Yeah. Um I like the encounter with the uh with the master spider. 
um, in, oh, the, yeah. in, in the lava pit. Like they, they again, they throw power ups at you to make it manageable. Where at first glance, it, it appears to be uh, appears to be downright impossible. Uh, that's pretty cool. Also, the um, the uh, throne room is pretty cool too. Yeah, yeah. Again, just kind of another like set piece kind of thing, mm-hmm. which I like a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we're on to the living end, which is the last like proper stage yeah. of the game. Um, and the living end is good. It's it's pretty weird because because it feels like a like what passes for a final exam. Like they throw most of the enemies that you've encountered here at you, mm-hmm. and uh, they, it's kind of a reprise of a lot of the uh, movement puzzle kind of stuff you've had to do. Like this is this is very a very uh, kind of jump heavy level, mm-hmm. or what passes for jumps here. Um, but other than that, it's not like it's not that remarkable. No, no, it's just like a good doom level, which is mm-hmm. nice um, because we're right before the last level, <laughs> um, the icon of sin, which like the concept of the icon of sin. I like, um, but I don't like this level at all. I think right. this is a, I don't like the emboss of doom Two. No, um, as a mechanical thing. So this is just a huge arena. There's nothing to it. It's like a, a, a series of plateaus. Like terraces. Yeah, terraces lead down. Across from you, there's a gigantic goat skull. Like a baphomet. Yeah, into it. And the goat skull vomits out little energy things that teleport enemies. <laughs> they're, 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 they're phantom zones that have skulls in them. Yes. <laughs> yep. And and those will, you can, they can telefrag you, which mm-hmm. sucks, but they can also, just enemies just pop up. Yeah. Um, out of those things. And any enemy in the game is fair game. Mm-hmm. As far as I can tell, it's random. Yep. Um, so you could play this game and get, you know, a good mix of enemies mm-hmm. and you could get a real nightmare mix of enemies. <laughs> um, but the problem with him is it like the, the weird way they made this challenging is that like you have to, there's an elevator you activate in the middle, which sends you up and you have to shoot a rocket into this thing, but you can't do it from the top of the elevator. Mm-hmm. You have to do it from right before the top of the elevator. Yep. So, or you have to step off the elevator and shoot it. Yeah. Which is which is harder because your fall speed is much faster than yeah. uh, than the speed at which this elevator rises, um, yeah. and it's it, it's kind of like doing the trench run a little bit, except you don't it's have like, the force to help you guide it in. It's like the end of um, uh, Bionic Commando, mm. except you just had to keep doing it. Yep. Like you just had to keep hitting that one like perfect Hitler smashing rocket <laughs> um, thing, and you just have to do it a bunch um, because the actual end boss that's inside the the skull of Baphomet is John Romero's head on a pike. <laughs> um, so that's why you have to do something with splash damage. Yeah. And like, there's, it just, you just have to lead it perfectly. Yeah. Like, it's just very demanding. It's, it's a level of precision that like the main game or the critical, critical path has not demanded of you. Here. Because you never, you never have to adjust for verticality. Mm-hmm. Like they can't, if you could aim on a Z axis, this would be easy. And when you play this with like Z doom or something, it's easy mm-hmm. here though. What they did was, it's like we don't have a game where we've hand- we have a game where we've handled Z axis for you the entire game. Mm-hmm. What if we made you do it simply through falling and, and rising on elevators? Ugh. It's just really inefficient and like breaks my immersion. Like if I was really <laughs> Doom guy, I just point my rocket up and be fine. Yep. You know, or point my rocket down and be fine. So it's like I I just don't think it mechanically holds up. Like the concept is really cool, but I would have really liked something closer to the emboss of Doom One. Um, which is a huge arena with a, a cyber demon mm-hmm. and power-ups and like you just have to fight a boss. Yeah. This doesn't feel like that. Like it just feels like a bullshit little challenge yeah. thing. And granted, they're pretty generous with power-ups. There are four um, invulnerabilities 
at the uh, yeah. at the base of the elevator, which is which is kind, especially. Uh, <laughs> but it doesn't do much for you if you're up at the top and a whole bunch of um, a whole bunch of flying skulls have spawned and they're going to like get in front of you and uh, mess yep. with your mess with your trajectory. Like that was the biggest thing that like messed me up. There are four of them, and it requires three shots um, to mm-hmm. uh, to to kill the icon of sin. But um, that was not enough for me. Like I ended up having to that that meter that meter of of, of you know rise or fall just was my undoing for this. I eventually yeah. got it um, after a lot of like really close calls. You, you know when you when you hit him, there's like a big kind of sound. Which anytime I heard that, I was like, okay, pretty cool. I'm going to save now. Yeah, yeah. You just had to, if I made progress, save. If not, don't. Yeah. Um, and that that's a bummer. Yeah. Right, because like even though I'd done some saves coming before, I never felt like I had to. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was like I just chose to. Like, I didn't want to make this jump over and over. You know, it was more about like a my time is valuable, and this is built into the game. It's not cheating. You know, you're meant to be able to save Doom at any time yeah. right out the box. So like, but this just felt shittier. I don't know. Like I'm not I'm not into it. Um, which is kind of a it sucks because it's a down note on a game I really love. Yeah. Um, afterwards you get this this story bit, um, where the Iconicin dies. And it says, uh, where will people go when they die? <laughs> uh, there's no hell. Rebuilding Earth will be more fun than ruining it. I don't know what that means. I don't know what it means either. Like, is he going to repopulate the Earth <laughs> with his Doom Wad? Oh, um, no. <laughs> is that like the Genesis bomb from Star Trek? Yep. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to fuck a Gek. And just, <laughs> that's going to do it. Um yeah, that, I mean, that's more or less Doom 2, mm-hmm. um, as is on the page. Did you fuck around with wads? Not as much as I would want to. Um, I played a handful of them. They're good. Yeah. They're like they're really fun, and there's tons of really interesting total conversion one mm-hmm. mods and stuff that, that people have made. Yeah. Um, it's cool. It yeah. is like a great community. Um, on our Slack channel, um, Eric, uh, Eric, I don't know if I want to get out his last name, yeah. um, has... Uh, been talking about them a lot and it's been really cool to watch like watch him highlight really good ones Mm -hmm. and he actually made a like a network one like a watch out for fireballs (laughs) one um which is actually i played through before we recorded and it's actually really good yeah and really Um, we'll we'll put that up somewhere yeah Yeah. like it's it's pretty neat like we'll do something with that Mm -hmm. um highlight it in some way yeah um but the um it's just it's just one level but it's actually like a well-designed level too yeah like i was like oh this is you know it's fun. <laughs> in, um, in, the, in, the, just, in the room with Waffle, um, the, they're just a bunch of imps behind cages that will shoot fireballs at you. Like, it is a room where you have to watch out for fireballs. And when you uh, pick up the key from the Abject Suffering logo, it creates a pain elemental. Mm-hmm. So that's great. <laughs> um, but it is just like, I really liked WADs. And they've gotten so much better. Like, yeah. when I played WADs when I was younger, um, I remember me and my friend Derek played one that was like a sailor. They were like reskins. Yeah. Like a lot more of those. Like we played a Sailor Moon one where like <laughs> instead of a chainsaw, you had Luna the cat that you held out and she clawed. <laughs> it was pretty funny. But it's still like, you know, it wasn't like a level design mm. based thing like the like these new ones are. Yeah. So like if you like Doom, there is infinite Doom out there for you. Yeah. I mean, do we do we want to call out any like highlights of ones that we that we that we dipped into? Um, I played the top six from 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, the most famous ones were these uh, Return to Saturn X ones. Mm. Those are really renowned, and those were a little bit hard for me, actually. Mm. Um, I'm just not good enough, I suppose, for those. So, like, those were the ones that were the most popular. The most fun ones are the ones I had the most fun with. Uh, I played one called Going Down. Oh, my gosh. That's, that's the one I played the most of. 
Yeah, going down is really cool. And that's you're going back to the uh, to the um, headquarters of the evil corporation that sent you to Mars mm-hmm. um, to uh, to take them down. Yep, and you start out in in the roof, and you have to make your way down through like an office building. Mm-hmm. Um, which yeah, it's it's good. Yeah. So. Um, uh, Eric also he uh, he drew my attention to one uh, called uh, Ten Twenty Four, which okay. is actually like a group collaboration. It's like a community thing where there was a constraint that said, "Hey." Um, none of the maps that you make for this can be any wider than 1024 units by 1024 units. Hmm. So they're pretty small in terms of like Doom 2 levels. And what you get are these incredibly intricate little like a uh, puzzle box is probably too strong of a word, but very dense uh, kind of experiences. And it's fun to see how much variation can be packed into that. That's great. Yeah, There's like I will 32 try, of them. I only got a couple in, but I have not played that one yet. I like, but I could like just see like firing this up. From time to time, and like I'm, I've been a, I'm a defender of and like the Doom variants as well. Like I like Duke Nukem 3D. Mm-hmm. I like Heretic and and Hexen and stuff. And this made me want to play, find time to finally like put a serious attempt into those games, mm-hmm. um, as well. So, I mean, I feel like I said the things that I, I love about it. Like it scales perfectly. Mm-hmm. It remains fun the yeah. entire time, and sounds and feels great. Yeah, I agree with all those. If it sounded like I was harping, it was mostly just because of, but just I, you know, I'm used to now like something helping out with navigation a little bit, and you can hold that yeah. against me if you would like. Also, I was dealing with some pretty bad motion sickness as far yeah. as time goes, and, and I'm uh, just I'm just blessed not to have that. That's just a, a roll <laughs> of dice, you know. Yeah, so, so, I didn't do anything to earn not having that. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, and I couldn't find a setting in Z Doom to turn off the head wobble, uh, but I did find a button for the flargen style, so we're good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I think that's that's Doom Two. That's Doom Two. What are we doing next time, Cole? Well, next time we are doing a game called King of Dragon Pass. Yeah, which I really like, <laughs> but I have to start over because I had a like a very rare but devastating glitch, mm-hmm. and I hate it because I lost a lot of progress. I was near the end of the game, so I may or may not. In full disclosure, I'm probably going to start over um, with it, but I also was getting ahead because I have this book thing to do mm-hmm. so we will see if i actually get to the ending or just read about it okay. um i got a lot of hours into it though yeah. so i feel like i can i feel qualified to talk about king of dragon pass it's a very each playthrough is going to uh be individualized to a certain extent yeah yeah um after that we're doing blaster master mm-hmm. for the nes so i'm really excited I, I dipped into that just a little bit just to um remind myself about it and that is a, an early kind of metroidvania game on the nes yeah yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to do uh, to do an NES game. Like a, mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Um, oh boy, Gary! After that, we have our uh, we have our survival horror game. Oh yeah, um, yeah. which I, we can we can announce that. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Do you want to? I'll let you do the honors. Yes. Right up. Mm-hmm. System Shock Two. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It is uh, not conventional. It's not always thought of as a horror game. Um, it absolutely is. <laughs> uh, if you haven't played it in a while, and yeah. uh, and and I love that game. Yeah. So I'm excited because it'll be the first time I've played it through the whole way. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody knows the twist in it, but I want to see it for myself. It, even knowing the twist, it's still really good. Nice. Um, and legitimately scary. Um, word of the wise, like it is worth uh, doing the mods that everyone tells you to mod to change uh, item durability. Yeah. So um, make your weapons last longer than like four swings. Hmm. Um, and you will, you will do well in that. Maybe I'll try. I've never played it as like a psychic. Hmm. I've never messed around with the powers in it. Because it always seemed kind of complicated. Yeah. But maybe I'll try that. Nice. Um, but yeah, for people who don't know, that is like a precursor to Bioshock. And uh, kind of similar to, to Deus Ex 
in as a first person RPG um, kind of kind of game. Yeah. Um, and uh, that is readily available on uh, PC and Mac through either Steam or Josh. Yep, and didn't used to be. Yeah. So it's nice that it is. That was it was one of those like sweep it in two levels, <laughs> you know, wanted games for a long time. Um, yeah, and then we have we know what the next two things are, but we're not going to talk about it yet. <laughs> um, but uh, keep an eye on it, especially uh, keep an eye on our Patreon because the thing after that is our poll, um, which well, it'll I'll be pull. our it'll be our live episode and then our poll. Ah, yes, um, but our, our poll will come up. Mm-hmm. Um, so keep an eye out for that if you want to participate in that uh, if you go to patreon.com forward slash duckbeatv um, even a dollar a month gets you access mm-hmm. to to make your voice heard yeah. for that and uh, and reward scale just like Doom 2 so like the, <laughs> the more you give the more you get definitely mm-hmm. yep. do we want to announce what we're doing live at Portland Retro Games Expo yeah let's do it okay um, I'll give you the honor uh, yeah so for Portland Retro Gaming Expo we are doing Castlevania <laughs> the uh, the first Castlevania, the the hard as nails NES version. Um, so we're going to be talking about that. We're doing a live uh, episode of the show about Castlevania, and then at our booth, we're going to have uh, participation. We're going to have set up for Castlevania, and uh, the challenge is seeing who can get the furthest on one life. <laughs> and we will have a cool prize available for whoever that ends up being. Um, I don't know what the prize will be yet, <laughs> but uh, last year we made a goofy shirt. Um, it'll probably be something similar to that. Yeah. But it will be something that you would want. So head on out to Portland Retro Gaming Expo. It's the 17th and 18th, I think, of October. Yep. Um, and head out there. And even if you uh, don't care about Castlevania, if you like us, come say hi to us. <laughs> yeah, come out. And uh, we're not just going to be at the show. We're going to have a couple of uh, couple of uh, meetup kind of things um, around mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Yep. So very, very fun times ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, ratings, reviews, um, blogging it. Uh, those things are all useful telling your friends mm-hmm. those are all great things to do yeah and uh, most of all thank you so much for listening yeah absolutely um, yeah do what uh, until next time what should they watch out for Paul uh, they should watch out for cacodemons because they're so cute you just want to hug them yeah except for their twin buttholes <laughs> it's the cutest thing with two buttholes <laughs> it's like cuter than two, two, two bunny rabbits hugging Gary let's not be ridiculous now right. <laughs> um Rabbit shit's disgusting. Kind of could been. Or it was, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm going to retake that. Well, I, who's could been?